Resistance FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson with Resistance Chicks tonight for Top Stories of 2023. Here we go. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. And we're good. Hey, ladies, how are you? We are very well, Mr. Happy New Year. I love your uh, flannels, that new Christmas gift. It was a Christmas (laughs) gift to myself, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but thank you very much. Yes, it was. Is so. that the same flannel in the picture that I've used for today's thumbnail? Absolutely, yes. yes. I don't so think, I just, Leah, I know, I don't think Leah has seen it. Yes. You got a good thumbnail? I got today? a good thumbnail. But see, here's the thing. This is what I said to Kesterson earlier today. I said, you know, finding a a picture of Scott Kesterson on the Internet is like trying to find Bigfoot. <laughs> There's <laughs> only yeah. one in existence. Like, There's pictures of you, like screenshots. I'm trying to find my thumbnail for today. Like screenshots and stuff. But like as far as pictures, okay, of you, like like a good picture that can be used for a thumbnail, almost impossible Hmm. to find. (laughs) There's only like the one, and it's off-center, which makes life difficult for somebody trying to, here we go, look at this. Oh, perfect. Is that a nice picture? No, that is great. So I have the elusive Brand new picture of Scott Kesterson and this amazing flannel. He's like a hobbit. <laughs> what does that even mean? He's hot. He hides away. Yeah, your yeah. hair looks so nice, Leah. Thanks, I tried. You, like, you, I just okay. So I'm gonna. I'm really say this. this I, I say this every time because you ladies are always on video, and I'm not. So there's always this. Like for those of you that don't follow and pay attention when you come on this show i always feel like i better get dressed up because they always look so stylish <laughs> and always look so nice so you come on here and if i'm getting here like with my normal like my beanie cap and my t-shirt i'm like oh this is slumming no it. So you I don't get, that's tim pool to the t yeah, so I, and oh. he has millions of million he makes millions of dollars with his little beanie hat i don't need to do tim pool i'm just saying that it's not you know, it's 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 the content people come for. I know this. Uh, I now, know. Scott, you sent me a message saying they couldn't hear our intro. You couldn't hear the intro on Skype, but they could hear it. It came through on my stream. Right, but it didn't come through on Podbean, I don't think. Oh, no, I didn't yeah, start till you afterwards. You live on Podbean. That's right. Okay. Well, I, maybe we were. I just, I'm just looking at it on the meter. That's all I was saying. So it's okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, you weren't hearing it because it wasn't coming through on your Skype. We're still, Scott and I have been working on all these, this techie stuff. Right. Um, and, and so what I'm saying is it's an amazing feat that we're here with you right now. It is. Mm-hmm. This tech and stuff we, has been crazy. Tech stuff is awesome. And if Kansas uh, joins us, Matthew, uh, we're going to bring I him in I even have a show. whole station for him, yeah, which awesome. will be better next time. But, okay, I have to do, I have to do this, though. And I know we're going to get into the top news stories from this year. But if you all will take a note at, we're twinsies with Kesterson today. See his microphone right there. Right there. Okay. Right there. This is not this is not a cheap microphone. No, these are nice. And you see the microphones that Leah and I have now. Look at this. Are not cheap microphones. These are our Christmas presents from so Mr. Kester. You better tell us we sound better. Oh, it you better do. be worth it. 
You, it, it is worth tell it. It us sounds we sound amazing. Tell us, like, tell us we sound. Exactly you, you know what I really like? like I, oh, and this Kesterson. is. Oh, there it is. Go ahead, do it again. Sorry. I you. want. I want you guys to tell us that we sound like Scott Kesterson. I want it to be indistinguishable please don't, from his voice. That please when we go don't live, you're not sure if you're listening to Scott or Leah and Michelle. Well, <laughs> I don't know that I like that idea. That really makes me seriously uncomfortable in the transgender <laughs> era. Era. I. <laughs> Please don't do that. Um, I, the mics do sound better. You know what I really like? Because, Leah, you, you, when you talk and when you're sharing a mic, you go off mic a little. I mean, like mm. off center. And now you have your own mic, which okay. makes you sound better. And you sound I do better go already. off center. Yes, I do. Scott's just like me, though. Like, I do this with my own friends. When, mm -hmm. when they have issues that, are, that bother me, I will just buy the thing for them to fix it. Fix it. Granted, I, didn't, I don't buy expensive things. You know? Um, like a $20 something. That kind of leads us into... The first story, I think, <laughs> of the year, because there are things that you cannot buy and fix, right? Yes. And I, I, the top story that nobody's talking about that uh, is the top story here on Zero Hedge is right around this time last year, uh, the poop hit the fan, and we 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 had a bank, we had huge bank collapse. It should have been uh, the end. Uh, it should have been the end. One year ago, when looking at the 20 most popular stories of 2022 from Zero Hedge, we said that the year would be uh, very tough to follow. The sheer breadth of stories, surprises, plot twists, and unexpected developments made uh, 2022 the most memorable year in our brief but turbulent history. This proved accurate. While 2023 did have a seemingly endless variety of social, economic, political, geopolitical, and, of course, financial and market drama, the unprecedented onslaught of 2022, which saw both the deadliest and most consequential global war since World War II, and a historic inflationary onslaught, simply proved too great to beat. Uh, and we're going to go. Here's the thing: if 2023 was quiet, <laughs> then I can't even begin to say what's going to happen in 2024. But what did happen, uh, speaking of the worst inflation, you guys have seen it, especially if you're pop drinkers. That's the biggest place I've ever seen it. It's like I go past the, the 12 packs because uh, we have friends and family that come over and, and, and drink Coke. Everybody's like, why are you drinking Coke? I'm like, I buy it for best. Uh, but I, I don't will, like to. I, I sound like an alcoholic, but I will have the occasional soda. You will. And But here's the thing. You guys, you what? all you've all Scott bought twelve packs. No, here's the biggest the biggest inflation I've ever seen though is driving is going by a twelve pack in Ohio okay. and it's nine ninety nine. It's ten dollars. Yeah. Ten dollars, Bob. This is that's not like feasible. And I remember, you know, just where this hits um down home, there was a lady I was I was getting some twelve packs and there was a lady full in her car filling her cart with twelve packs and she said she um she has a shop full of guys and they put money in for pop. And um, if there's enough there, she'll go get some. And she's buying the big K. She's that, buying okay, the for those brand. Of you, we have a Kroger. That's the yeah. off brand. She's buying the off brand for these guys in the in the shop. And she's like, it's just it, it it's it's it, you can't even put it into words. Right. And we have barely scratched the surface on what where inflation's gonna go. There was in Zero Hedge. Did you see the article? Because right on that line, they had an article on candy inflation, which I'd never heard of the word, but they made ah. it. Ah. But it's right there. It's, it, it, you know what? Yeah. I, I don't candy. know if, if you and the Cantrells did Christmas candy this year. I don't know if you guys. They, uh, they are allowed to have candy, but, like, it's restricted. Yes. Well, the crazy, like, candy, I went to buy candy for 
my stocking my, stuffers for stocking stuffers for my my uncle's uh, grandkids, and I was like, "What? You're buying like a bag world? of candy, and it's like twenty bucks. What in like, the like world? Like this size bag of candy? It, well, I can't even. I don't even know. Like, so this is a thing, candyflation. Yeah. Well, it, it's a word they created, but I mean, it's obviously it has impact. What did you hear? What did you read about it? That it's. I mean, it's astronomically high. I mean, it's, we're talking mm-hmm. like inflation rate of like seventy five percent or something crazy. <laughs> She's writing candyflation in the search bar right now. Yeah, find it. It's there. Talk markets here. (laughs) The worst candyflation is yet to come. I told you. Oh, no. So this was the way I was was talking about this is here we have like the whole world is being run by a a bunch of psychopath pedophile elites, billionaire class, and we're worried about candyflation. I'm like, okay. Well, it's, uh, I don't think we're worried about all, it, but for it's, some of us, it yeah. might be important. But it, it's 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 not. It's a uh, it's a reflection of the times. Yeah, and it's, it is. It's cocoa prices are near a record high. It says yep. cocoa prices Wednesday hit uh, four thousand two hundred eighty five uh, dollars per ton. That's the highest level since nineteen seventy eight. Yep. So yeah, I talked. Well, there even, here's my question though, and this is legitimate. Is mm-hmm. there actual cocoa in the candy that these people are making? That's a like, question. I'm not even convinced. Like, this, it's some yeah. sort of brown synthetic something. Well, especially. It can't be coming from a cocoa plant. Right. Especially when you're talking about Hershey's. You know, I mean. Not American I, chocolate. Right. I like the chocolate from overseas. We get we have Polish uh, viewers and send us Polish chocolate. Oh, and that's, UK that's viewers send Dear us. Dear Poland, cho- you have not sent us. Send us. No one sent us any foreign chocolates this year. No. no. What's that about? We usually get foreign it's, chocolates. Yeah. yeah, we didn't get it's any really this year. really sad. It's inflation. Yeah, really bad. <laughs> sad. <laughs> Sign of the times. They are not even. can't even do it to you anymore. Sorry. They can't. They hey, so can't just even. so I say it, for those on um, on Bars FM, we are live on Rumble, and you can head on over to Resistance Chicks on Rumble, or you can also look at the Bars FM official channel on Rumble. So for those of you that Which are Which I always, think that official channel is Bards FM Podcast. Is it? I need to to tell you the name of your own channel. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. I'm glad Michelle knows. I mean, that, that would I be a Hannah everything. question. You do. Uh, second to Nikki and Hannah, I know all things. You sure do. So let me jump in here to um, talk about the the biggest story besides the Ukraine war continuing on mm-hmm. was this this bank collapse. And let me just give you guys a um, kind of a background. Interest rates are high. You guys, that's going to translate to you guys. I know some of you have been looking for houses. It's really hard. Okay, that's that's what it translates for you. But for bankers, it's a really, really big deal because if they're not uh, making loans, if they're not making loans for houses, then they're not able to keep their Ponzi scheme up. And if the Ponzi scheme's not cut, it doesn't, you know, stay afloat, then they go under. And that's exactly what happened just three months uh, into, uh, it says, the simplest forecast, yeah, three months after Zero Hedge made the prediction, when the rapidly rising rates catalyzed the worst banking crisis in the U.S. banking sector since the Lehman collapse. As the Fed rates uh, rose, the value of the bank's bond portfolios fell, and those whose balance sheets were smaller, so pretty much all but the big four, this was a huge deal, you guys, found themselves in a toxic spiral of bank runs and asset liquidations, which culminated with virtually every small and regional bank. You might not have noticed this, you might not have felt it, but you didn't know how close we were to total, complete economic collapse. Every single regional bank was this close to collapsing. And some, such as the two largest California banks, you guys understand this, the two largest California banks, uh, and they... Of course, they're overseen by the woke uh, San Francisco Fred, uh, Fed, whose boss is the LGBT queen of diversity, by the way. 
uh, if Mary not, Daly. yeah, bank supervision, um, uh, supervisor, Mary Daly, first Republic and SVB Silicon Valley bank. It became, it became an acronym and as well as New York's premier client focused signature bank were dragged into the vortex of banks insolvency leading to over 500 billion, a half a trillion dollar in bank assets failing in a matter of days, matching the record from the global financial crisis. It was this break that culminated with the worst ba uh, bank run and largest bank failure in 15 years. But I know that doesn't sound like a lot of time, but 2008 saw what should have been a total financial catastrophe. I mean, it should have been everything's done, but of course the government came in. Not to mention the overnight failure of uh, Credit Suisse, um, which is a 167-year-old, and there's a really cool meme on this, but there's too many F-bombs, where they've got this guy laughing, and it's like, and then this 167-year-old bank, and it's like this guy laughing, and it then it went under too. And they're just, it, it's, it's, it's actually hilarious, but I can't play it because it's got too many F-bombs. Uh, largest Swiss bank that was uh, bought by UBS for pennies. Literally, you could just, literally, they there was a, Another bank that bought out this 167-year-old bank for pennies, for pennies, thanks to the Swiss taxpayers, once again stuck footing the bill and holding the radioactive garbage that preemptively ended the Fed's tightening cycle, which means they're rising interest rates trying to balance. You can't balance this, so they've tried. And even if uh, rate hikes continued for another six months or uh, so, if only for optical reasons, and marked the end of the Fed's uh, reduction, and this is the one, it was absolutely hilarious. Um, Indeed, after bottoming around 3,800 on March 10th, the Fed's intervention to prevent further bank contagion was all the market needed to know that the Fed put had been triggered and the S&P closed a thousand points higher, uh, less than uh, the, a percent from all-time highs. So what happened was this: in the first time in history, the United States bailed out a bank for more than what they said that they were going to, you, you go to the bank and they have this, there's this little FDIC sticker here and it says, you're insured up to $250,000. It used to be 150, but after 2008, they silently raised that. And then what they did, they, they bailed out Silicon Valley Bank, which was a tech bank. These are the, the most wealthy people in the world and they were posting on Twitter, these millionaires. Oh my gosh, I've lost everything. Please help me. Please bail me out. The the millions of dollars that individual account owners were bailed out while you and you and and and, and the Fed said this will not be passed on to taxpayers. Can I just point something out here? We imagine like okay, a crisis is if your house burns down, your house hasn't gone anywhere else. It just literally went to ash. Okay? Mhm. Mm that is not the same thing that happens when a bank collapses. Mm. That's not what happened in the Great Depression, and it's not what has happened now. It's it's a wealth transfer. So when I look at, so it's not like, okay, it's complete gone and it went into nothing and now we have to then reinforce and, mm -hmm. and give back something, you know, the family pictures, you need a new sofa, new clothes, whatever. That's not what happens mm -hmm. when a bank collapses. The money goes somewhere else. You have like a, you have a song. Don't keep looking at washed up riverbeds. The water went. The water else. is flowing somewhere else. So somebody got rich, mm -hmm. and yeah. somebody.
somebody's pockets got lined in all of this. And somewhere along the line, somebody made a deal that said, listen, we're going to get rich on this. It's one of the greatest, it's like a heist. It's a bank heist. When you see yeah. a bank collapse, I want you to transfer that to somebody just committed a crime. Yeah. It's been a bank heist. And then the insurance is, oh, don't worry, we'll collect on the insurance, meaning we will make sure, because mm -hmm. you'll notice that these banks are all these elite banks. Mm -hmm. These people made sure that their butts were covered, and they were even though legally they were not supposed to be, but they were. So, so when we're looking at this, yes, on the one hand, collapse is, it's we're living in a house of cards. Everything is about to turn into shambles by design, not by design, but by everything that they've done. You can't keep taking and taking and taking without it eventually going and, and collapsing. <coughs> but I'm saying that I think when we look at these bank collapses, we're looking at something far more nefarious than meets the eye because when God collapses these banks and trust me, God is going to collapse these banks, they will not be bailed out. So let me yeah. jump in on that a little right. bit. Can you put that um, article back up, Michelle, with the, yeah. with the graphics? Cause it's pretty important. We can't go into looking at the current collapse without looking back to 27, 2007. And you'll notice the spike with 24 other banks and 94 billion. And then the Washington Mutual Bank at 432 billion, and <clears throat> that progression over a number of years. Why this is important is that's the year Obama was elected, mm. and what's very critical is to understand the game that was played. This was a Chicago mafia game that was done. If we go back to the spring of 2008, which was the election year, um, or I think that's right. So the the um, yeah, so Obama was elected in the midst of this crisis. Right, so it was 2007 yeah. that he was elected. He was, and he 2008. Was, no, it was in 2008. Okay, right? he was elected the, in 2008. Right? So November 2008, and the crash happened like... In 2007. 2008. Well, 2008. It, 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 the, 2008. The crash span... It, it, the, graph, the graph looks weird, but it's one year over. So it's the, we have a span of the, the collapse starts in 2007, if you remember, then he walks into this disaster in 2008. And he's running behind Hillary, way behind, in the spring of 2008. And they call a meeting in Chicago. And within 30 days, he's suddenly in the lead. Mm. And, here's the, and here's what suddenly happens. All, I mean, when I say this, all of a sudden, as soon as he hits office, a number of things happen. First of all, that collapse represents a strong portion of white male America. And they, were mm -hmm. the, and they got slaughtered in this thing. And the next thing that pivots is they went after the money in three critical groups. They went mm -hmm. after the money in black America. There was still, still not trusting banks and keeping a lot of the money under the mattress. That was into, into Obama. Then mm -hmm. they went after the women. They were the savers of the house, and they started to empower them both in job, equality of work, mm -hmm. all this other stuff. And the third group was the gay lesbian group that were running a closed cycle economy. They weren't even participating in the main body economy. They were mm -hmm. actually, their, their liquidity was a great liquidity equation for them. So mm -hmm. when you when you put those three together, those groups all bought into this lie of, you know, we're going to it's the diversity woke garbage. And the only thing that came out of that is they all got in debt more because the right, cash absolutely. that they have was pilfered out and used to stop gap the economy, which right. the economy was ruptured. That's why I'm kind of going to this. It was ruptured in 2007, 2008. There was no mm -hmm. and they've been printing paper off the chain since then to keep it propped up. Right. And now we're hitting that second final cycle. There's no way out of this one. And right. so this is why you see the digital currency coming in. You see the VAX coming in, all these distractions, war, mm -hmm. whatever else they can do, because it all goes back to 2007, 8. Right. No, it does. And, you know, in, 
in late uh, May, they accidentally released the unredacted numbers mm-hmm. for how people got bailed out. So in this in this bailout, uh, again, you and I are only insured individually up to two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, only like right. I have that, um, but but still, that's that's a cap, and that's supposed to be a cap. Everybody knows that you're supposed to diversify your funds. Like so, businesses will put you know uh, you know two hundred fifty thousand, five hundred thousand, and they'll and they go to different banks. That's what businesses do because this is not just for individuals or businesses. Well, there's a cap. Okay, so you're supposed to diversify in your banks. This is they didn't do that. One billion, one billion got bailed out by the government uh, of Sequoia Bank, a firm famous for backing iconic companies, Apple, Google, WhatsApp. These people have more money than than they should, than the gods. Okay, and and we bailed them out. And you need to be able to see the um, the reflection of inflation, because as Michelle is really good at explaining this money was created out of nothing, out of nowhere. It's not like, hey, Michelle, if I'm going to come to you for a loan, you've got to have that on hand. They didn't have this on hand. What's interesting they is that they, the they created with, with... out of nothing, but then it doesn't go back to nothing. Right. Correct. Well, this is this is the Babylonian money magic, which is, always, I always say this, when we go back to flipping tables, Christ flipping tables, it links to this because you're dealing with a transfer. and what, I mean, there's a number of aspects to it, but one real important aspect is the tithe that people were giving to the mm-hmm. temple of the Pharisees was being converted from a tithe of, of the gifts and talents of people into money. And that money was being used, it could then be pocketed and used for whatever purposes, which probably some really nefarious and ugly things they were doing. But um, the point is that that, that was a, it was the Babylonian money magic was at the core of that. And that's what we're dealing mm-hmm. with today, where there's so much of this, like you say, banking is one of the most amazing industries where you can create nothing, something out of nothing. Right. And our money, and I, we've talked about this in previous shows. When we give our loan, our when we put our money in the bank, we're literally loaning our money to the bank and losing 100% control over it. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Unf- it's a, it's a, if you're anytime you're thinking you're going to get an interest rate, it's it's I mean it's rigged so you never will mm-hmm. because it's a right. loan we're giving them. That's all it is. Right. No, that's really good. You know, another company that was bailed out is a Chinese company you've never heard of. Ken uh, Zun had uh, $900 million in deposits at SVB. They got bailed out. They are a company that is heavily backed by Chinese giant uh, uh, Tencent before it went public on the NASDAQ in 2021. It's among the largest Chinese companies to IPO in the U.S. that year. This is a Chinese company bailed out with your tax dollars for a billion dollars. Hmm. And you've got Alto Labs, a life sciences startup that works on cell regeneration, had $680 million in deposits on the bank. The privately held company uh, has raised $3.2 billion from billionaires, including Jeff Bezos, and they got bailed out. So these were not like you would think that the FDIC was set up for individuals so that you wouldn't lose everything. You've got Roku uh, bailed out for millions of dollars. FinTech bailed out for millions of dollars. These this this bailout, um, the, the way that Janet Yellen came on and, and she said, listen, if if we don't do this, there's a there's a risk of contagion. And I was telling people to get their money out of the bank then. And I'm always telling people to get their money out of the bank. Um, I'm trying to tell you right now to get the money out of the bank, because if that's what we saw at the beginning of 2023, that that right there 
we had literally what happened in 2008 happened at a happened again just in 2023 but they covered it up and if you've got it's like it's like when you're you know you've got somebody comes over and you shove everything behind the couch or the curtains the mess is still there Mm -hmm. and it's like a dead body and it's just rotting Oh, it's exactly right. I mean, this is, this whole thing is such a, a rigged Ponzi scheme, and it goes to this cycle, which I, I I don't think we've talked about it here. I've been recently talking about this, the the way this the layer system works within Wall Street because it's so anti God, and mm-hmm. it's not just the profiteering; it's the fact that Wall Street is rigged to tie everybody into the same crime, so that mm-hmm. you put your money into a company. And the money you make your money off of somebody else's labor and the other, you yeah. know, and somebody else's gifts and talents, right? So you're you're siphoning off portion of their portion, which should be theirs, to then come back to you to do nothing, other than we justify it because we're getting a return on our investment. Yeah. But it's it is, the system is, and it's it's self perpetuating because there's so much of this interlocking that's going on that it's hard, I think, for people to realize how massive this system is and how intertwined it is. We'd all, in a certain way, we'd, we'd see the banks collapse and we'd expect to see, like you're saying, this contagion. But this is the key word. If there's one word that should come out of 2023, there's a number of them, but one phrase that people should hear very clearly of what it really means and what you were just talking mm-hmm. about, Leah, it's the public-private partnership. That yeah. has been the core of this capitalist nonsense. This is crony capitalism at its worst where literally all along, the only thing that's changed is now they're coming out in the open and they're going, oh, we're working together. Like We're going to fund AI. We're going to fund gr- green technologies. We're going to use taxpayer dollars, which we didn't ask for. And then they sell it with their advertising and all this so forth. But this bailout you're talking about, that's been at the core of this capitalist model that we're in, this crony capitalism we're right. in. And it's yeah. literally always been a public-private rape scheme is what it is, mm-hmm. to be very honest. So... And tonight we were going to talk about the, we're going to talk about the top stories and we'll see how many we actually get to. But while we're on this, one of the things that I really wanted to focus on is what's coming in 2024. And we can do that by category, at least for this. I can pause on this really quickly. Mm-hmm. Leah said, get your money out of the banks. Yeah. That that cannot be expressed soon enough as in tomorrow when it opens. Mm-hmm. OK, like I'm serious. We're going we are looking at economic collapse. The house of cards that they have been holding together with duct tape and super glue is is a tornado is coming through. I mean, an absolute firestorm tornado. Now, God's people who have been seeking his face and have been preparing and listening. I have a prophecy. I should have brought it down here from going into 2020, 2020. It was from late 2019. And it says for those who have tuned their dial to hear what the Lord is saying. That, that you're going to be safe. For those of you that have tuned your dial to God's station and, and are listening and making an action for what God's about to do, you will be surviving and thriving through mm-hmm. what's about to come. But for everybody else, but here's the deal. You cannot, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. If you are trusting in your bank that your money is going to be safe there, I got news for you. And I will. I, it's, it's, it's worse than that, actually. If you are trusting in the dollar bill, that your money is going to be safe there. It's not enough just to take your money out of the bank and put it in a mattress because when the Confederacy went kablooey, they started wallpapering with those puppies. Okay. You do not get to, to, to say, I'm going to trust in this money and put it under my mattress because if you would put a hundred dollars under your mattress a hundred years ago, you would have 3% of that value right now because they yeah. robbed it all. Here's it's a- not enough. You have to but put it into had something tangible. Bought land. 
if you had bought animals, which reproduce. Yes. If you've bought something, you gold know, and silver. farm machinery, uh, certainly gold and silver. If you don't know what to do, put it in gold and silver. If you know what to do, then you get land, you get the animals. You and and everybody else, it's it's a matter of heart. Michelle, Leah, Scott, I don't have any money. Good for you. <laughs> I mean it. It's a debt. It won't hurt as bad. It not not just that though. Like it's literally a debt. It is a debt. It's a it's a promissory note of debt. Mm -hmm. If you don't have any money, I can guarantee you that when this thing goes down, you're gonna be great mm -hmm. because God is gonna take care of you. I promise you. It literally says on that dollar bill use. It used to say redeemable for gold. And now it, it's 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 literally a debt. Yes, it's a debt note. That's that's an absolute truth. I mean, I think that the one thing that um, is we kind of look at this game, and I think it's the worst the worst thing that's going to happen here in the economy, in my opinion, is that we look to the dollar collapsing, and I think they're going to disguise it in a, in a very spectacular way, which is mm. they're going to replace it with a dollar quote unquote, it's a digital dollar. A digital, yeah. Right. And I'm turn now it in. Exactly. And they're going to just say, turn it in. So you're, people are going to be like, oh, okay, good. So we're going to. And you'll probably get more. And you'll get a Fed Now account, right? And you'll, and you'll so you're going to get, get your Fed Now account, which which will be like, oh, and then we're going to, then then here comes the UBI, right? Yep. Universal basic income. Well, so now you're, you're going to get a $2,000 check every month. That's what they right? did with gold. They yes. supposedly gave you a little bit more. And everybody, exactly. It was $20.67. Gold was redeemable for $20. They said, if you come in here, we won't just give you $20. We'll give you $20.67. So right. there was an incentive there. And so now they're going to say, here, get your Fed Now account. And you're going to get your $2,000 check. And I am telling you guys, you guys know that we don't believe in the end times. I don't do end times the way some people don't do pork. I don't do it. Okay. <laughs> However, that's good. if uh, there is anything that would be like the mark of the beast, Fed now account. Well, and right? here's where I think we follow up from. We have a, an interesting thing coming up here that. I think it's going to come in two waves, and I've been doing, watching the way this happens, and I think this is going to be the danger. The first one we see is the CBDC, and there's been enough discussion right now on the programmable ability of that currency, and people are going to say that it's not something they want. I think the danger is going to be on what comes behind it. Mm -hmm. The CBDC will not will likely be rejected by the people, yes. and then as the economy is spinning down is when they'll roll out this next one. And this is the one I think they've really been preparing for, why your bank accounts are literally wired into the AI behind the Fed right now mm -hmm. and why everybody's being positioned. And it's going to you'll probably hear about it being like a, some paper transactional initially, maybe a new paper version, or but it's all going to be a digital system and the, it's going to be integrated completely and thoroughly from the system top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And with the discussion that I keep hearing, which I think is very likely, and people just aren't paying attention, is when that comes in, so rolls the social credit score. But where is it going to come from? It's not going to come from where you think. The biggest trap that has ever been set, in my opinion, for this entire country and part of the world is when Elon Musk took over Twitter. Because yes. they brought back all these people, and it opened up this, quote, idea of freedom from the people that were never speaking this. And now they have managed to track, tag, and locate every single person on Twitter. Thank goodness I'm not on Twitter. And they now are already building the social credit score, and Elon Musk is going to come forward, or someone like him, to say this is where we'll use the transactional economy, and they're going to turn Twitter into a format for transactional systems. That's what yeah, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's the goal, yeah. Right. So it, it's it's really going to trap people in a way they've never imagined. And they're going to be in, it's going to be incentivized. It's going to be offered as the great new system after the first great system fails. Mm -hmm. 
And this one's going to be stealth in its power and control. And as they do this, it's going to be tied to Skylink or Skynet or whatever the mm-hmm. heck he's building. And then you, you have the complete system that locks in literally overnight. And then you're like, now what? And if you go mm-hmm. into that system, you're not getting out. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of excited about it. You know why? I'm, I'm ready. Because there are so many of us that will refuse to participate it's kind of like when the, they're building a new restaurant in town and they're like, it's going to be like the greatest thing ever. And then no one shows up. Like, I just feel like it's going to, they're going to it try will, to do this. Flop. Remember when Meta came out and they were like, oh my gosh, Facebook's like, we're, we're, we're no longer Facebook. We're the artist formerly known as Facebook. We're Meta now. And we're going to roll out this, you know, VR, AR, virtual reality, virtual reality. And everybody's going to wear their goggles all the time. And then people were like, I don't want it. I don't want to live in this. Line. It's giving me a headache to even wear these things. Even gamers didn't want it right okay so they're going to try to do all of this and like you said rejecting the cbdc's i think most of us the only thing that will be difficult for people to reject will be that fed now account and a ubi a universal basic income when they sent out those trump bucks and then some more biden bucks that you got how much much money did we get with the trump bucks and the biden bucks eventually it was like 2500 bucks total it's pretty close something like that total okay i can guarantee to you that the amount of money that you have lost from inflation, from those trillions of dollars Ten that went out, as much. oh my gosh, it's it's unfathomable. Okay, so they literally are offering you an apple of poison, and you eat it, and then you get sick and die. Well, mm. the real inflation, which has not been talked about, and I think this all—I mean, this is all ties in with everything we're talking about here. It's deflation of the dollars taking on a couple of steps. One of the greatest lies put forward is a CPI, which is the Consumer mm-hmm. Price Index. Right. The consumer price index takes into things that literally don't change much, which are mortgages and rentals uh-huh. and these sorts of baseline items that are fairly stable in an economy. Right. So it, it portrays itself as about an 8.2 to 8.7, depending where you're at, uh, inflation rate. Mm-hmm. When you do just, and anybody can do this, and I would encourage you to do this, just look at price increases in meat, eggs, milk, bread, right. and your basic fundamentals and, and fuel. And that's all. Just, mm-hmm. Those are basic daily that you have to have to be alive and to get to work. That's basically it, right? And when you mm-hmm. look at those cost increases, forget everything else. You're looking at 50 to 75% depending on your market. That's mm-hmm. your true inflation rate. So your inflation rate in those particular items are going to run, depending on market, 30 to 70% on the consumer side, depending if you're in the inner city, depending if you're still able to buy rural, and if you're not raising your own food, which always we get back to the same place, right? And, but and and but to your point on the housing, um, my just neighborhood across the street is ground zero. Every single one of those housing values went up a hundred thousand dollars, including our house. I didn't know that I now own a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar home. Nobody told me. I'm just like get out now to sell and move. Who knew? I, we literally got this notification. In the mail, that a hundred thousand dollar value. You know, we bought this house for like sixty thousand bucks, seventy, something ridiculously cheap, and now it's like quadrupled in value. This is absolutely insane. Our property taxes went up a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. No, well, not the property, but the value. The value creeping up slowly. The value of our house went up by a hundred thousand dollars. Hundred thousand dollars, Bob. Can I get? Is there? Do I get a check for that? No. Is there anything reward that I get? Like, (laughs) look, you've earned this. No, what it does, it really makes me angry. But we do have the Ohio. It it was so bad that our Ohio representatives are are trying to 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 make some sort of um, 
you know, pivot here. And the township that we live in, in the county, they are literally drooling. They're putting up marquees. They're oh, yeah. doing new roads. Do they're building giant schools. They don't even know what to do. They're just awash. They're awash. They're people. drunk on money. So watch. I mean, this is, this is another big part of this whole story of banking collapse this year. And it's probably the... It's huge in this, what we just said is property valuation. So California was kind of ground zero and seeing some of the extremes because Blackstone, which is the property division now, it's, 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 not, it's still a separate company. But if you look at BlackRock, under there is another company quietly sitting behind with Vanguard, Vanguard being a privately held company that no one knows what it does. Mm-hmm. And Blackstone is this property management company that they have been sucking up properties left and right. So they started going in, and their trick working with Zillow, um, which is really interesting, is Zillow would go into a market and value it, evaluate properties, and they would in, they would buy one or two houses in a neighborhood, and then they would intentionally flip those and jack those prices up on Zillow two hundred thousand yeah. dollars. So that right. forces everybody else to up value their their property value. Mm-hmm. As they're buying these up, then people are selling quickly, making this extra mm-hmm. cash. And then as they come in, then the new valuation is set that the banks are loaning to. All you have to do then, and this is literally what is happening then, is then as you start to watch this this reset coming, people are going to be upside down in their mortgages. And this is exactly mm-hmm. a repeat of 2007, 2008. Only this time it's completely by design to rupture these markets and to put people out of house and home and inability to buy. And they're going to be upside down. Who's going to be sucking up all these properties? It's going to be the Blackstone, BlackRock, Vanguard model. So where do you get back to the WEF model? You will own nothing. You will rent everything. You will be happy. Mm. I have to add the happy yeah. part because that means 5G is going to be controlling your mood. So there you go. Hope you're happy. And rent is 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 astronomical. It is. You know, it's astronomical. There's I, my neighbor across the street, just a ranch house. I don't know. I don't know what went through these people's brain. They they spent three hundred and fifty thousand dollars on a on a simple ranch house. Probably, you know, all the other houses that that were like that went just a few years ago went for like one eighty five. Mm-hmm. Okay, At best At, in our neighborhood. Okay, one eighty five. I, I, you know, it didn't help that the people next door bought a house that I think ten years ago was bought for two hundred for our for the value that now our house is. They bought for it's a giant barn house. It was bought for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's a very nice house. It's huge. Okay, and the people a few a few years yeah, after five that, acres? How many, how many, no. five acres, how many? Five acres? No, not five. Yeah, I think there's three to five acres. Yeah, it's like a that. lot. Well, a few years after that, there was a make me move. He put himself house on Zillow. He made he said he made fifty thousand dollars on it. I think he sold it for like three hundred thousand dollars. Giant barn house, by the way. I've been. He in felt it. really good about that. Yeah, he felt great about it. The next guy buys it uh, for five hundred thousand dollars. Then the next people buy it for nine hundred thousand dollars. First of all, I don't know, like if I'm spending a million dollars on a house, I am not buying that house. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's like, that's a lot. Okay. If I'm spending a million dollars on a house, it's coming with like stables, a horse arena, yeah, like the whole nine yards, tons of acres. But, but this see, is it, what it is. Number one, people have, there are, there are people in an economic bracket that have too, too many dollars, right? It, they've gotten it wrongfully. Okay, God love them. Uh, but th- th- there's so many dollars floating around, and then there's the rest of everybody kind of at the bottom. Like, what the heck? And they're renting, and that's where probably some of you you are. And back to the the Zero Hedge article talking about what happened this year. We added uh, six point six trillion dollars in debt. <laughs> Wait, a minute. how long does anybody know how long it took us to get to one trillion? Because I know it was like a while. 
It was. It took us quite in a minute. It was, months. A, it was a really big deal. Once we hit a trillion, everybody's like, oh, everybody's like, okay, we've gone too far. This is when you like start cutting the spendings. No more stakes. Okay. But now within 12 months, we added how many trillion? I, I don't, I have to bring it's up the, been in, it like I, they I, literally COVID itself, I think added at least two or three. Mm -hmm. I have to bring it up. Yeah. With, with Trump in office, we went from about 20 trillion. Now we're at 34 trillion and it's, it's rising. I, you know what? I, I am so sick in the head and it's, I'm sorry, guys. I have been waiting for this for 20 years and mm -hmm. I don't want people to suffer, but like, I'm like, can we just, it's like the bone reset is like the slowest thing. And I'm in there just like, let's just get it reset. Mm -hmm. I'm ready well, to well, reset here's the, the Here bone. is the problem though. And this is kind of like a drug addiction and like it or not, the dollar is still woven into every, we, we're looking at breaking away, but we're at the magnitude of where the dollar trades. And you look at the, the other, the other currencies, whether it's Russia, China, BRICS nation, there's dwarf still by the magnitude of which the dollar paper debt note has infiltrated every economy across the globe. Mm -hmm. So the the financiers that see this understand the danger that they've created, that if this thing really does implode, you're looking at a global contagion that's beyond anything they've ever imagined. So mm -hmm. we do have a real problem um, with this debt note because getting out of it, and this is where, again, I think one of the tricks that's going to be played and it goes back to this idea of how to get something behind it. You're going to hear this because it's coming up. And I think this is round two of this digital currency is you're going to hear a gold-backed digital coin. I have no idea what this means because they're doing this right now. They're doing a, a gold-backed digital ruble. What does that mm -hmm. mean? All yeah. they're doing is just, it's like taking, it's, they're just taking like micrograms of gold and they're going, okay, this is, but you can't turn that into physical gold. Right. Mm -hmm. They're just saying it's a stabilizing factor. It's, so, it's a it's a manipulation. It is. Okay. It's propaganda is really what it is. It's to make you feel because we get asked about it all the time. And I'm like, okay, fine, do your thing. But let me tell you something. There is something that when you hold and if you hold gold and silver in your hand, A, you're you're supposed to. It's healthy for you. We talked about the the gold aspect. I don't know, Scott, if you saw that the other day, it links to your um vasectomy reversal. And gold and the spark of life, like gold is actually in our system and it actually sparks life. It was a Greg Reese report that my mm -hmm. mom played. I'll send it to you and you can watch it. Yeah. It's absolutely phenomenal about the spark of life being linked to these tiny bits of gold that wow. are inside of us. There, it's, it's, it's inside of us. Gold and silver, people get, give us a hard time all the time. Oh, the Bible says not to trust in money and all this, that, and they don't trust in gold and silver. That's not what it means. It means don't trust in wealth and money, but gold and silver are God's money. And Leah, and I'm bouncing around here for a second, but Leah, you got a revelation speaking to uh, horses and Scott getting horses, that horses are literally God's transportation. Because when you look at scripture, God does not come out of the clouds riding a Ford truck or a Corvette or something like that. He but comes he out ride, he, he riding, riding a Mustang. In, the, in a Mustang, like a horse, okay? Right. Flying horses. So when we look at real transportation, horses. When we look at real money, it's gold and silver because that is the currency that is in heaven. And that is the transportation that is in heaven. So guys, when we get it all the time, well, you can't really do this and that with gold and silver. And it's kind of clunky. To, it's really not actually clunky. To, do you know how much money and value can have in a tiny little bit of gold? It is not inconvenient. It has been money since the beginning and the dawn of creation, first and foremost. Yep. Okay. But, but beyond that, it's God's 
money. Mm -hmm. Okay. So Leah, you pull up the debt clock. Did you want me to pull that up? Uh, you can, kind of you, you just, wanted, somewhere else you just that, wanted the numbers. And I think we were at, when Trump took office, no, wait, we were at 20, uh, we were 20 trillion. And, uh, now we are, um, now we're at 34 trillion. So, so. one thing I just wanted, this is, this should be our, one of our top stories, but it's not, but I'm going to put it in there anyway. And it's what you two did in teaching kids with physical silver. Uh, and and I'm, I'm serious about this because I, I know we talk about headline news, but you two have been doing outreach into high school students and you've been bringing in physical gold or physical silver. I think it's physical silver you're using to where they can touch it and realize it. And you've been giving instruction on the sense of real money. I mean, that should be, to be honest, when I say that, that should be one of the top stories of how to change the world. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the kids, yeah, the kids really, this was a, a woke group of kids and they got it because the, the woke kids actually, if you got it, you can turn them because they, they're social justice warriors. And when you hear that somebody has stolen something, then you've got their attention. But the problem is, is that they keep this so confusing. All right. So they keep us looking at, you know, the prices of pop or Trump in his, uh, you know, for cases against Trump. This is their game. This is their in game. This is the game they play. What what they do for us is a coliseum, bread, circuses, watch the yep. football players, watch the, you know, Taylor Swift being the person of the year. That's kind of a story. Taylor Swift, person of the year. She's single. She's childless. She's 34 years old. She sleeps around. She's a she is a bona fide hoe. Talk about hoeflation, okay? <laughs> She's a bona fide ho hoflation here, sitting there on the on the cover of the magazine, selling out concerts. And who's going to these concerts? These millennial girls talking about hooking up, talking about sleeping around, and 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 also not just the Generation Zs, and then ten year olds. So they've got ten year olds uh, at these literal like satanic concerts, singing these songs. And you wonder. I hear men all the time, especially in the Twitter sphere. Oh my gosh, feminism's awful. Feminism, this, and I guarantee you, every single man is in love with Taylor Swift. Yeah, All of these red pill guys, I've seen. I even saw like a Daily Wire article, like I know how we save the world. Taylor Swift marries the uh, Kansas City football player that she's dating and she starts, she settles down and she starts having kids. And then all these young girls will want to be like Taylor Swift and settle down and have kids. I'm like, and what fantasy do you see Taylor Swift getting married and becoming a housewife? She is a projection of exactly what they want you to be focusing on. They, the bread and circuses. So I, I have some, just for the guys that are really all on Taylor Swift, you have to ask yourself why she left Nashville and why she went into pop music. Because from what my research has shown, she's a transgender. So that makes it even more comical, this whole thing. So just saying, just saying. She looks, she does look the part. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't think you could keep all those men with a transgender. That's without true. Telling it. running I think, around with the elites. I don't know. We're dealing with elites. What can I say? They've got a little different way of being in the world. I don't, I don't. Didn't she date one of the Jonas brothers or mm -hmm. something? Yeah, but she's I feel not like married. they would have come out with that. She's like, not no, I, I, Taylor Swift has a wee wee. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Like, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so she she is the she's the essence of what you know they want you to they want you to keep a keep your focus on her. Time magazine person of the year. 
Right. Taylor Swift. There don't care about her. Well, look, but I mean, okay, so but this is important. It, it, you just kind of hit the key thing. When you start making the cover of these magazines and you start coming on the cover of these things and you become an influencer like this, and we know what the elites are, they're inversions. Everything mm-hmm. about the elite is to invert everything of God. Mm-hmm. So, look, I, I, I've done the research. I mean, I've seen enough of the evidence to suggest strongly that she is. And when I start looking at the actual outcomes and you start to see how much of an influencer she's been, why did you go to New York? Why did you get out of Nashville? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I would say that there's a, a significant, significant amount of information out there just to point to the fact that she is transgender. Okay. And so I can't say affirmatively. But I, I draw say. the line. Here's the deal. I, transgender, whatever. Okay, she totally could be. Anybody really could be at that point. I get accused of it all the time. However, I draw the line at her being Anton LaVey's daughter. Like, have you yeah. seen the picture? No. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, first yeah. of all, she's not a time traveler. No, I no, saw no. this little girl grow up. I mm-hmm. watched her in media. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Anton was he was uh, dead before. Exactly. That's that was, where I draw the that line. That was handled by Dave Bryan. So we got that. His, yes, exactly. So I don't want to get too much down the rabbit hole, but I just didn't throw that in there. So what's our next? Are we oh, still Devonese. See, now you're getting me in trouble, Scott Kesterson. Why? What did she say? Pastor Devonese says, a wee-wee question mark. Have mercy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it's it. It's your fault. I didn't say it. Oh, I'm Pastor, Pastor Devonese. We love Pastor Devonese. Yes, we do. And, and Wonderful. So, Leah, what else yeah, do I we think, have there? I think one of the next stories is seeing the pivot with... Um, Russia pivoting to towards China. Yeah. And so yeah. you see this creation of you guys, America isn't top dog anymore, right? So you've got the the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, China, South Africa. And these countries are they they, you know, I think we had an opportunity under Trump to see Russia pivot towards um the West. And they, the powers that be, did not. I, I don't understand quite the game that they're that they're playing. Uh, the good guy, bad guy with China, uh, but Russia now is in the arms of China, and you've got the kind of what do you call it, the access of evil. You've got Russia now friends with Iran, okay, friends with Iran, and and I don't believe that this was something that Russia wanted to do, but now you've got these two kind of worlds. And we we are sitting here on the outside, okay? We don't we are not privy to their conversations, all right? That the people and the elite to the top do not let us know. And and maybe Scott, you can weigh in on this. It's never black and white. It's never, never good guy, bad guy. Mm-mm. What we're dealing with is a bunch of different mafias. It's kind of like with Carnegie, Rockefeller, you know, and and Vanderbilt, who are who are enemies with each other at the core, who will come together on certain feats, okay? And I'm not saying, I don't see America and, and the EU as the good guys, and uh, Russia, China, Iran as the bad guys. I just see a bunch of bad guys. That's a, I think and, they're 100%. I, go I, ahead. I, I'm 100% with you on this. I think this is the biggest game going because I talk about this all the time, or especially in the last year, which is, the game at play now is who's going to control humanity. Mm-hmm. And good people don't control people. So there's, there's your first thing, right? So right, these, right, these right. billionaires did not get to where they are. Here's an interesting side note. I'm going to come back to the Russia thing, but I think it's important. Who backs Trump? We don't know. And I will mm-hmm. tell you something. I know one of them because he slipped and he said so, and it was Dan Pena. 
And if you know Dan Pinion, he's probably one of the most caustic billionaires on the web, very successful landowner. But what you discover through Dan Pinion when you follow him is it's these massively powerful and wealthy landowners that are behind Trump. Mm. But we don't know their yeah. names. They're, they're invisible. So we don't know where we can point. They can point to Biden and they tell you, well, he's bought out by China mm. and this and that. There's no yeah, paper yeah. trail on Trump. How can that possibly be? Because right. somewhere along the way, in spite of all the ideas of Trump being this or that, and, and he's, he's got a he's, – he's been – brought up in this time travel thing or whatever. I mean, there's all these stories that go by Trump that are crazy. But the bottom line is somebody scrubbed his background, and it is a high-level scrub. They have mm -hmm. gone through, and they have through his life, they have continued to scrub and clean his background. The mm -hmm. only people that can do that are the same people that are controlling our lives, and they're the mm -hmm. ones in these high-level intelligence agencies, which they are mm -hmm. not friendly to us. So this is to understand this game. This is a big game of elites, and I, I personally, the way I look at this, and to your point, Leah, there's really two factors at play here, which remind me so much of Enoch and the Fallen, which is there's one group of people that are saying, okay, we're going to tell them how to worship, and that's going to be kind of we'll call it for sake of talking the Biden camp. We're going to mandate that you're going to look at us a certain way, and then you've got the Trump Putin model that says. We want you to, we're going to let you use your free will, except we're not really, but we're going to make you think it's that way. Mm. And so, and that's how they actually gain more power because people can give them their free will and authority so we raise them up in greater power. So I mm. think we're, we're just seeing a, a, like you say, it's all bad guys in one way or another. And it's just a scale of how bad it is. What we're not hearing is where is J Jesus in this? Where mm. is, where is our worship in that to understand literally in the Declaration of Independence, creator, God, people. And then government subordinates to the people. Where does I would that say that I am not a fan of Trump. You guys know that, but um, right now, but he gave the best Christmas address I've heard in a long time. I didn't watch it. Do you want to bring uh, it up? No. Well, and I'm not. I don't want to totally. Really so let me play this because also a war like this is. A, if, and if we look at it from a God level thing, as much as we are able with God eyes, God's not going to use perfect people. We know that. Mm. So there is a Trump had an anointing. I don't care how you cut it because nobody brings crowds of 80,000 and 100,000 people at a whim that can literally like throw a pop-up event and suddenly there's like 20,000 people there. So there's an anointing upon him. And one of the biggest things mm -hmm. that Trump gave us was the understanding that we weren't few, but we were many. Mm -hmm. That's the same. Like when I, I talk often about the Q program, Q program provided a tremendous amount of understanding that you had to research and ask questions and question everything. When it became an idol and a worship, it became worthless. When Trump becomes an idol and a worship, it becomes disempowered. And this is mm -hmm. the cycle we keep seeing. So I don't, you know, when I talk about Trump as part of this, I think Trump has a choice, like everybody has a choice of who you're going to follow. But at the yeah. same time, where we are right now, and he does have. He does have an ability to mobilize people at an unprecedented level. My biggest concern, and I brought this up on Friday night show, was, and everybody should be concerned about this, we know that this administration, that whatever that elite line that represents, they believe in targeting their enemies. Mm -hmm. Trump believes in vengeance. So that should be bothersome because mm -hmm. once you know that the pivot here, and it's going to be very difficult for people to back Trump to see this because they're going to be like, we need to go get those bad guys. Yeah, except a president that believes in vengeance does not believe in justice. Mm. And that sort of attitude in our government is a weaponization of our systems to somebody else. So if what we're getting into is this next cycle, I believe, which is like whose camp are you on that's going to win is going to take out your other enemies, literally. 
and that's mm-hmm. a very deadly and very vicious. That is not of God. That is that's that is anti-God all the way through, and it creates a perpetual cycle of war and hate, which is not what we're trying to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm just I'm very very honest. I um, I had her on the show the other night, Charlita Bassett. She was a been a big follower of a big supporter of the channel. She's and running she, for Senate. In yeah, she's running for right? Senate in California, and she's running. I just love this because she's running purely on hope. By the, I mean, I'm sorry, faith. Like just six hundred dollars on an account. She goes, I don't even care. She goes, I know God's got me. And I just mm. love this attitude because, and she's already somehow managed to irritate everybody in the Republican Party in California. That's awesome. Which is right. I'm like, okay, there's something there. Um, and and she, and she sent Trump a Founder's Bible. Yes. And she got back a picture and a handwritten letter from him saying thank you and a confirmation that he's reading it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. And I know that Trump's received dozens of them, but according to what documentation she's shown me. He's actually took that one in and started reading it. I don't know how she got through and got that one to him, but apparently he is. So I can just, well, all I can say is good, read it, read it, President Trump. So I was shocked for this because he mentioned Jesus so much. The power is power in the name of Jesus. That's why I want to play this. Oh, yeah, let's do it. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to hear this unless I give you a screen share on um, Skype. No, let me just screen share on Skype. It should be fine. Okay. It should work. I I was shocked. I I wasn't going to listen to it. And my mom put it in one of her blogs. And I was like, he, you know, normally people say God. Right. But Christmas is about Jesus and he went full on. Right. Or this, speech writers did. This, yeah, goes. Happy, joyous, and wonderful Christmas season. In this holy time of year, Christians everywhere give thanks that over 2,000 years ago, God sent his only son into the world to be the savior of all mankind. The birth of Jesus Christ is the true miracle we celebrate each Christmas. He is the ultimate source of our joy, our hope, and our sense of peace and goodwill as we gather with family and loved ones. It is such a great time of the year. This is why we can never stop saying that beautiful phrase, Merry Christmas. This holiday, we give thanks for many blessings God has bestowed upon us. We pray for the safety of our men and women in uniform at home and abroad. And we ask God to guide us, give us strength, and watch over us in this pivotal year ahead. With his help, by this time next year, we will be well on our way to making America safer, stronger, greater, and more prosperous than ever before. Once again, Melania and I wish you a very Merry Christmas. God bless you all. May 2024 be the best year of our lives. That's good. It was good. I'm not going to knock. I, I, you know, I say this. I'm always when I talk about Trump. I mean, I'm not throwing him under the bus. I'm just really. My I, sh- po- I was shocked by that. Well, my 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 point of always with Trump, just don't worship him, right? right I mean, right. He's, he's still a man. It's the bottom line. And and I don't believe that he's out of play. And I don't believe that his next. I don't think that what we're going to see here. I think we all have a lot of choice in what we're doing. I think the choice follows on how we worship. I really. I mm-hmm. think that's where a lot of the power is. So who knows? But here's what's interesting. I got this from Pete Chambers. Doc P. Chambers, we all love. And they've been doing their analysis in their cell down in, in Texas. They foresee Trump winning in the fall. And I asked Pete mm. about this. I like, what's the pathway? Because I don't see it. And here's mm. where we have to start to realize just the sort of game we're in. This is likely going to be the military industrial complex that funds him, hacks him in, and gets him to win. Mm. So we're talking about another coup de coup. I mean, the sort of nonsense going on. We don't have an election. I don't care how you cut it. It's all rigged. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a win that's going to be another. It's just going to be a coup, a, a, a hack on a hack is all it basically going to be. My do. spirit, 
honestly, I, I, I wouldn't rejoice if he won. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I just, it's going to, it would be like this, mm, you know, I, I, it, it feels very off. Yeah, I agree. Something feels very, very off about all of this. I, I, I I'm agreeing with you. I haven't been able to put my finger on it. Well, I th- we, we've had p- the biggest, you know, when I we're talking about kind of trends and stories, and this isn't really a story, but I think it's one of the big parts of 2023 is there's a real big, there is a big threshing going on between those that are leaning truly into, into our love in Christ and, and the following. But there's also a big body out here that's worn out. And that's that's a very desperate and dangerous place, mm-hmm. especially when they when you get into politics, which does nothing more than divide and pit people against each other. Yeah. To try to put in candidates. I mean, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Um, yeah. He's a good candidate. I mean, I'd have issues with his with him, but I think he's legitimate in a lot of what he's trying to do. He's moved to be independent, and frankly, mm-hmm. that move alone has legitimized him for me more than anybody. Yeah. Because he's breaking away from the parties, and I, and so mm-hmm. I but. Again, what's his pathway? I don't know. I mean, I think there's a lot. He's of not going to get on the ballot in every state. No, he's not. Uh, from what I yeah, see, yeah, neither will Trump. <laughs> <laughs> we'll there is that. Actually, I think that's going to go to the Supreme Court, and I think he will end up on the ballot in so, every state. So, another top story this year uh, was the kind of invention and the use of Chat GPT. Oh, that it's is huge. something that I have not. Satan. D- d- you you talk about it. I I see people talking about it. It's, it's I Satan. hate it. I hate the images created by it. Mm-hmm. I know people are are excited. You can do Chat GPT music, and it's all just so thin, synthetic, and it's beyond comprehension. Wait, I want to just insert this before oh, you yeah. take this away, Scott Kesterson. Mm-hmm. God designed us to be co-creators with Him. Mm. Yes. Okay. And so what this does is it again to, you know, Scott's vasectomy reversal and birth control and um, all of the things. When you stop creating the Mm -hmm. way that God designed you to, you have entered into the realm of the satanic. And that's what I see happening with chat GPT. It has taken the creativity of Mm -hmm. mankind because you can go to the Sistine Chapel and you can see amazing art and you can see all the things and all the feats that man has done. And, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't actually put a lot of stock even in that because it kind of worships man and and what man can do because it takes away. We did this with God, but still at the very essence, it is a human being doing that. When you take that away, you have, you have entered into witchcraft straight up. Oh yeah. I, I agree with you. ChatGPT, I think it's um, we're seeing this strange war that's evolving. Um, we have it. Gab has been is using it too because we've got Andrew Torba trying to create a Christian-based AI. Yes, uh, this whole thing is anti-God from the core, yeah. and it's all about us losing control and trying to adv- advocate our our gifts, talents, and and the efforts that God gave us into something mm-hmm. external to us to provide mm-hmm. us with solutions, and it's never going to be correct. Mm-hmm. It will never work right, and it will never. It's all been programmed deeply too, because even the Matrix, um, their last movie, dealt with it in a very interesting way at the end, because mm-hmm. it started to show that like the Matrix was evil, and that the new way forward was this hybrid of of these this, this very benevolent AI that was working for the betterment of humanity right. to solve problems. Right. right, benevolent AI. Benevolent AI. I love that term. Yeah. So here's a, just I want to go to a real interesting little example of this ChatGPT out of control. JCR Off-Road is a company that makes stuff for Jeeps and Broncos. They're up in Michigan. They're a fantastic company, all-American-made products, all-American steel. And somewhere along the way this last year, their marketing person decided it was a good idea. And this is recent. It's like within the last three months. 
they decided it was a good idea, unbeknownst to management, to have their their newsletter written by ChatGPT. Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah! And all of a sudden, there's this blast email that comes out, absolutely apologizing for this, and literally going into, "We should never have done this, and we are sorry." But it's all these things that it did to basically the things it was saying, and it just completely trashed the company's reputation based on one letter. Now they've recovered. But it's but in a market like that where it's a highly saturated market, something like this can be massively disruptive to your base. Wait, 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 wait! I'm really confused about this. Yeah. So you're telling me that it was designed to actually not only write the letter but disperse the letter without it ever passing human eyeballs. You can do that. Yeah, it's all possible. Because that to me is where you you have to have. You know, you go to the, you go to the grocery store and you got self checkout. At least there's a person monitoring what I mean. It, this for a letter like that to go out with it never having been seen by human eyes. Your con- your company deserves to fail. Well, I don't know. I don't know that it didn't go by human eyes. I think it went through marketing that bought into it that didn't let senior management look. It sounds what it sounds mm-hmm. like. So your your checks and balances. Remember who we're dealing with here, though. A lot of these new people in these positions, and this company was one that got slaughtered by COVID. They lost. I I I had a lot of conversations with them on a problem I had with a bumper that took three times to make. They lost talent, and people were literally taking that Biden bucks and Trump bucks and that whole free money pace and just not working. So that they needed, mm-hmm. I mean, these are guys, we need fabricators, welders. These are people that work steel, and they found an easier way. And they were having to retrain their entire crew. Well, a lot of the people when you bring into the marketing realm are coming out of college. Mm-hmm. And they're of this woke generation. They don't see it as a problem, and they just assume that ChatGPT is part of their life. They've mm-hmm. already advocated over to the matrix. Yeah. The, the whole idea behind ChatGPT is the part that was amazing to me, and I've seen this happen so much, is people will talk against AI and yet they'll jump on board and they'll use ChatGPT to talk against AI. I know. It, it's just insane. I know. And, and it's, a lot of this gets to the the desire. I think I think there's two major issues here. There's an essential flaw that we seem to all have at one level or another. And the more that we get into the farther you get into tech, I think you get consumed mm-hmm. with this flaw, which is the newness and the uh, excitement of using something that's a new gadget or gimmick, as if it's yeah. going to be good. Just because we should doesn't mean just because we can should doesn't mean we should. I think that's a really principal thing that's lost in tech. Mm-hmm. the The part that I that I really just inflame about with people using ChatGPT is you're training it. Every single time mm-hmm. you're using it, it's getting more involved in our lives, whether you like it or not. And we have a number of these that have come out. ChatGPT, Google's got its version. Um, they have another one. Microsoft, Microsoft has $10 billion well, Patreon Gallery yeah. just put in the chat, and we all know how much we love Mike Adams, says that Mike Adams is also trying to make a Christian one for medical records, et cetera. Yeah, because well, – go ahead. I'm sorry. Isn't that a little bit different, uh, trying to be able to find, I don't know, a conglomeration of things versus, um, you know, the – and I could see – so with the chat GPT, you can call it zero hedge calls it the LGBTQ because all, it's sourcing all its information from hard left liberal organizations. Right. But I want to, I want to, Matt sent a really nice note this morning to me um, from for New Year's. And it's something he wrote in this that is so powerful. And I missed, I've, in my own analysis of things, I'd never looked at it from this lens. And it was, it's this. Without electricity, their influence over society would die. Yes. And it goes on. Okay, so the reason I bring that up is everything that we are being based on right now is based on building an increased 
issue of dependency on systems of infrastructure and electricity. This is literally yeah. what it is. If we're going Jeremiah 616, ancient paths, which was the, the scripture given back to me in by the prayer team in two, Burst Fest 1, 2001, when you were all, we first linked up heavily. Mm-hmm. The whole principle of this is we get back to the horses, the working off the land, getting back to the principles of how we should be living. There's not a, a dependency on electricity there. And there's not, an, right. and so as we're giving into these technologies, we're giving them power literally over us. And electricity is that power function because every single thing that we have here that's controlling our lives is an electrical based appliance. Right. So the irony of this is that, and I think this is why that word to me is even, and this is part of my response to Matt, one of these things that I think is so profound is that they're starting to realize they can't control the beast and us. I mean, what they would call a beast in us. I mean, we're we're starting to wake up as people. We're using everything that they're doing, and we're awakening up to this. Chat Mm -hmm. GPT is another technique to try to rope us back in because it's this enticement, right? But Mm -hmm. the only way they can totally control the people now is to shut off the power. I find that the most amazing (laughs) thing ever, which is their attempt to break society and cause it to move. And that's why Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is they're probably bringing in violence and seeding this and so forth. But that's the only way they can because. Or go ahead. what about your access to power? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And I'm wondering, you know, if they really want to control us. If I were a big bad guy, right, which I'm not, <laughs> um, then I would, I would, the one Thank thing that you could that. do to harm people the right. most is to discontinue their use of electricity. Well, and yeah, and- but wouldn't it backfire on them? To Matt's point. Well, here, here's what's no, interesting. So-called. No, no, no. What I mean is you you have to give up a part of your flesh to obtain like a pound it. of flesh. You know what I mean? Yeah. You become, we already have, okay? We, we There's an electrical company and we have to pay them every month. Right. They want, it, they it, a rapist never stops there. They're always going to demand more. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like with the CBDCs. If I'm the bad guy, hey, you need me. Right. What else if if it's not money that I want from you, what can I gain from you? And so that goes to the ongoing story of the year, which is the massive censorship. Right. right? I, let me just add one little piece to that and then we'll jump there. But it's so much about ChatGBT, it's the dumbing down of society. Yes. Okay. Don't think, don't draw. Right. No more cursing. I'm sorry. I'm just I, like everything no, that they're doing to these children. You go to public schools. They are doing all of their work on tablets. Right. They there's don't know how to no write. paper. There's no pen. Well, artistry is now digital artistry. You know, people are like, graphic look, look, look at my graphic design. You know, look what I created. Even you created. Oh, look at that. At least you created something. But I, I didn't, though. That. I used essentially an artificial intelligence program canva mm-hmm. online to create something based from what they gave me to operate within their system to mm-hmm. make me feel like i have created something when all i have done is at the very best connected the dots or painted within the lines it's a coloring book so this is really important so when i was in high school the drafting program that I was in was still using pencils rapidograph pens and compasses and all these it was everything was hand driven and you What's were a compass right you learned how to draw what's a compass That's, and you do know what a compass is yes um I, i'm joking i don't think I, these most kids, kids these days no you're a good point no Leah. i mean you used to like we used to buy them i'm old enough i shouldn't say this out loud i'm old enough that we bought compasses right for school right 
So for those of you That's out here that don't. That's embarrassing to say, but I'm the, that old. I don't think that they've had compasses for like 25 years in school. So for those that don't know what a compass is, that's how you draw a circle. You can go look it up. It's good. Okay, it's good. So it's I mean, pretty the, fun, actually. I'm like, oh, look, I can do it. I, I really can I'm do like, around I'm like, serious. We, we used them. It was part of your, when you were buying your stuff for school, you bought one. Well, it's, so we look at where we've gone here and everything, like you were saying, that. is digital. But so if you it. if you get to a place where people can no longer use their cognitive skills to solve problems, which is ultimately what they doing everything by your hand does, if you do shut off the power, you do control the world because they have no way out. This is when you find kids that don't even know what a hammer is. They don't know where anything comes from. They don't know. You what think there's it, kids that don't know what a hammer is? I've already run into them. Not in -uh. not here, not here, but in other places. They literally don't know what a hammer is. Get out of town. I'm not kidding. They grew up on the tablets. I mean, look at just the principle of food sourcing. You know, like they don't understand a seed and how it grows. They don't understand anything about a garden. They don't understand. They don't understand where meat comes from. They, you know, it's like when we talk about slaughter. Even with with the Cantrell children, I love them to death, but there there's a gap from understanding where the source of meat is. So you talk about a cow. They're like, well. We eat cows. Why, why don't we eat grass? It's like because cows eat grass to produce the meat, which creates the proteins we need, and this is what we, as how God gave us the food. By the Christine's way, Christine's in the chat. Mr. Because Kester hamburger said, tastes good says, and grass does not. Yes, so true. I love you guys. Shout out to Christine, who's right. literally walls away from Mr. Kester. Yeah, so you're in there. She's going to talk to me later. She's like, "You brought my children up in this thing." So I'm like, "Yes, yes. I love them today." <laughs> and, and so I love many them today. More. I love. I tell you, let me tell you a good news story of the year. So, um. I had planted a bunch of potatoes and um, in, in the year before, and they I came know. up in the spring on their own. And I just, that was my best harvest of potatoes I kind of ever had was nice. This, the potatoes that didn't work the year before came up naturally. I don't know how this happened, but it came up and it was just so fun. I can tell you how it happened if you need a. It's okay. Okay. So um, <laughs> I, uh, I planted more potatoes in this little patch um, and we had dug and potatoes like, Play dirt, they really do. So we we built we we dug out a pool. We not a in ground pool, but we had to flatten it. It was a lot of wheelbarrows. Level it. And so in my chicken yard, um, I, I what all I did was I just threw a bunch of uh, seed potatoes that I don't even know if I bought seed potatoes. I think they were growing eyes from the grocery store. And I filled this area maybe ten by fifteen, and I just put a bunch of potatoes there. And as we were digging the wheelbarrows, I just dumped them on top. This clay, icky dirt, right? Like the kind of clay that like you can't get off the shovel yeah. clay. And my like cousins came over. Banging it uh, they're off. like our nephews. And uh, one's five or six. And then one's like 11. And uh, then uh, there's a new, um, we have a new autistic um, uh, young man with us. He's, he's about 15 or 16. And um, I looked and I was like, everybody was outside. I think it was like Father's Day or something in June. I was like... They were wanting something to do. And I was like, you know what we're going to do? You guys want to dig some potatoes? And I had some red ones in there and some other ones. And I tell you, what we did, they had three buckets. And each bucket was worth different points. And as the different size potatoes that we pulled out went into different buckets, it was so fun. And these kids were digging potatoes. And they had <clears throat> one kid was barefoot. And then the other kid stabbed him with it. But everything's fine. With the, be careful. All toes are still attached. All toes are still attached. Watch out when you're doing fine. barefoot things. Uh, but we had hoes. And everybody was just so excited. <clears throat> There's nothing more exciting for a kid or for me in big, digging up a potato. You can't buy this, by the way. It, it, you can't, like, this is not a toy that you play over and over again. This is a... 
a thing that you look forward to. And it was so exciting. They would be, oh, I got another one. And I tell you what, I thank you, Jesus. We had big, big ones they were pulling out. And it was just literally the, the, the adults in the deck were like, what's so exciting? We're like, potatoes. It's there was so a lot of shouting fun. going on. It was like, I got it. And the, the kids were just shouting every time they found one. I 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 got it. And, and, and honestly, that is what they have stolen from us. It, it is. If you take one growth cycle, which I'm super excited because we're going to start this soon and we're going to get into it. It just takes one growth cycle. And once you get the kids seeing the growth between seed and product and understanding how, what God does. And then does, they eat it. And then you eat, eat it. it. You're, you're, French fries, baby. You never French go back. French fries, my favorite you, you food will, group. You will never go back. You will never again look at food the same way. And yes. once you get to that place and there's an understanding of the relationship of like what wealth is, because when you hold a, a handful of seeds, that's wealth. When you so, hold a handful of dollars, that's yes. that's fire starter is what that is. Right? Mr. Kesterson. Yes. You've never raised chickens before. I know. You're getting ready to. Yes. With the Cantrell kids. Absolutely. The, the interesting thing for children, though, okay, because you can talk about seeds and it's so beautiful to I watch cattle, the seed though. turn into the food. I, I know cattle. you do cattle. Chickens are different. I know. Just I'm, I'm just saying. Because the chick in your hand. Chirp, 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 chirp. And then it again. turns into chicken casserole. You know what? Would be it's a little bit of a difference for the kids because then they're going back and they're remembering chirp, chirp, chirp. I'm holding you the chicken right next to fun. our face. And then you're eating the chicken casserole. That's that is when when kids have that inside of them. They're good for life. So I know we've talked about, and this is kind of a side story, but I know we talked about you guys maybe getting some baby chicks. Yeah. But you guys could get fertilized eggs in an incubator. We yeah, Scott was talking about that. Chicks. The lady Marjorie at the Bard's Nation School right down the street has an incubator and is ready to do yep. this. This is awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so that's it, what you're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. We're gonna get. She just talked to me last week, so we got to go get up and see fertilized her. eggs. Yeah. And you're gonna watch them hatch watch out. Them it's hatch so out. fun. It is gonna Don't, be great. Don't help them. Just okay. let them hatch out and they'll like, look like they want What help. I really want you to do, and this could be done in a different phone call, but we're here right now, Mr. Kesterson. <laughs> uh, well, let's bring it out. This is this is like 2024 anyway as well. Right. So 2024, Lee and I were talking about this. You can get, you can buy them from online, already laying hens. You guys should do this. I Just agree. go. So build yourself. I bet Marjorie knows some people. And some, somebody locally probably has already laying hens. So then you're incubating the chicks and you're like, you go in. You know what this is? This is straight up Garden of Eden because it says in Genesis that the that when God created, there was already fruit when he created Right. So, so you're what saying, comes you're saying the chicken and the egg? Up. So you get the you get the baby chicks at the same time as you get the chickens that are already popping out butt nuggets. Let's go. <laughs> so what we're saying is God like hit Facebook and said, Okay, we're gonna get in some laying hens, we'll bring that in and we'll get some chicks in here, we'll hatch them Yes. Up. No, I agree with it. I I think this is a great um yeah, Marjorie talked to me about this. I just haven't had a chance to follow up with her, but she has an incubator and it, she has it holds twenty four eggs. Um and so we could get a like three or four of those, and we'd have a good little flock of, of egg but layers. But don't count your chickens days. before they Takes hatch. 21 days. Yeah, ours on all. Weed, how many did we do? 12? 16, I think it held. 16. We ended up with how many Six. that lived? Well, 
we failed. A couple, this was our first time doing an incubator. Mm-hmm. Normally, we do it God's natural way, where the mom literally hatches out the chicks. We've done well, that for years. That's what happened, but our rooster's not she's shooting blanks. Our rooster is shooting. Or we blanks. would have hatched out our own. Right. <laughs> is that rooster still around? He is. Because we're trying to re-rooster, and we're not but sure. The we're other keep two these. roosters that we have are just—they're funny looking. They're ridiculous. They're ugly. I, I know that God didn't create no ugly thing. But they are thing. really, really pretty. And they're crowing like crazy. Like the, I they told you this on roosters. the show the other day, the last time I was on your show a few weeks ago, and they are still, they're they're crowing a little bit better, but it still is. And it's at every, like four in the morning, I'm hearing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if, if Christine's listening, I'm going to ask her to have Gideon come in. If she if she's hearing me, tell Gideon to come in the office. Can he do so, a rooster? I don't know. He's, he, yes, he, he can. Yes, Scott he can. promised him he could come on and, and I say told him hi. He could, oh, okay. I told him he could come on and say hi. They're not so. allowed in Scott's office when the door is closed. Tell him this story, Scott, about how Gideon came in because the door was cracked. Oh, this is so funny because I was doing some work <laughs> in here and he comes in. and well, I, I, it's, There have been a number of them. So this one it was just kind of like, okay, he gets in trouble with mom because he's in the office. Because so, the door is closed, they're not allowed in. Right, so... And Christine's really super supportive of this, and I really appreciate it. And and so she's like, you can't go in there. And so he just kind of looks at her and he goes, yeah, but this is the next morning because he's just sitting on the couch. And he just looks and he goes, the door was open. You were wrong. And she looks over at me. She goes, was the door open? I said, I have to admit, it wasn't completely shut. Like it was pushed shut. But yes, <laughs> technically it was open. She's like, oh, my gosh, you know. He's so smart. Yes, that he's a, crazy smart. He, he'll be a good debater one day. Yes. Oh, more than that. Trust me, this is going to be. I'm going to text her right now so she can see it. So maybe have her. Um, so when you're when you're when you're texting her, can we? I want to pivot to another big story, which was um, the Twitter files that came out. Oh yeah, um, that's big. You know, Elon Musk bought Twitter. And then he was able to go through the correspondence that happened. Well, he between, didn't. Well, no, he he handed it off to some journalists, uh, leftist-leaning journalists, by the way, um, middle-of-the-road liberal uh, journalists, Matt Tahibi being one, Matt Tahibi actually going in front of Congress to testify. And uh, he said that basically the government censored our speech on social media. Now, we don't have access to Facebook. We don't have access to YouTube. But you, you can tell that that's, we know that that's what's happening. We've seen some things come out of YouTube. Uh, but you can use Twitter as a template mm-hmm. for the other social media platforms. So the government, uh, we know that the government uh, censored Facebook, had um, the Dirty Dozen meeting. Robert Kennedy Jr. was part of that. Uh, but this, the, the, the coming out of the Twitter files was a, was a huge story with the FBI and you know basically fessing up to the fact that um looking at the documents this is a, a quote here I spent much of today looking at exactly similar documents seemingly written by the same people except the offices copy at the top of their reports weren't other agency stations but Twitter Twitter Silicon Valley colleagues Apple Facebook Microsoft LinkedIn even Wikipedia it turns out that there that these are the new principal intelligence outposts of the American empire a subplot is these companies seem not to have had much choice much choice in being made oh, yeah. key parts of a global surveillance and information control apparatus although evidence suggests their uh, quasili- uh, uh, their executives were mostly all thrilled to be absorbed and then details on the and he talks about other government agencies. 
So so sometime in the last decade, people, I was one of them, began to feel robbed of their sense of normalcy by something we couldn't define. Increasingly glued to our phones, we saw that the version of the world that was spat out at us from the scene that seemed distorted. The public's reactions to various news events seemed off kilter, being either way too intense, not intense enough, or simply unbelievable. You'd read that seemingly everyone in the world was in agreement that a certain thing was true, except it seemed ridiculous to you, which would put you in an awkward place with friends, families, and others. Should you say something? Are you the crazy one? I can't have been the only person to have struggled psychologically during this time. This is why these Twitter files have been such a balm. This is the reality they stole from us. It's repulsive. It's horrifying. It's dystopian. A gruesome history. Hey, just a second. Of a world run by anti-people. But I'll take it any day over the vile and insulting fact, you know, falsity of truth that we've been selling. Personally, once I saw that these uh, lurid files could be used as a roadmap back to something like reality, I wasn't sure until this week. I relaxed for the first time that he said when he found out, oh, my gosh, this is a military industrial complex going after us and censoring us. It's the yes. government, which is literally the absolute direct yeah. violation of the yeah. Second Amendment. All right. Hi, you guys. Hi, Gideon. Hi, Hi Naya. Say, say hello, Aunt Leah Hatton, Michelle. Did you guys have a good Christmas? Yes. Are you liking having your sister there? You got another girl. You got another sister. Is that fun? Did she just leave? Yeah. No. Oh, you miss her? No. No. Is she still there? Yeah, she's still here. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, okay. but we ate all we we took them all stocks in it, and then we took them out, and then we ate them. What did you snack. eat? We ate fruit snacks and nuts oh. and got a fruit lot of sickle. Did you say a popsicle? No. I said I we ate a lot of sickle. Okay. Like you ate like candy canes? No, we ate a lot of sickle. What's a lot of sickle, Gideon? Sugar. Sugar, sugar. 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 Oh, sugar. A lot, a lot of, of sugar. sugar. I got it. I'm, a lot listen, of sugar. A lot of sugar. <laughs> yeah, you, you weren't very excited, were you, Gideon? So, Gideon, what happened to your head? Uh, so, I banged it on me and Levi's bed. Oh, did you fall? No. Maya pushed me <laughs> with her leg, and then I hit some, and I hit it when we held on my Did we say sorry, Naya? No. You we, didn't say what, sorry? You're going to say sorry now. <laughs> it's probably a good idea to say sorry, then you don't have to feel guilty anymore. It was an accident, I'm sure. It right? Was, it was just playing roughhouse stuff. But we say sorry anyways, right? Uh, I guess. Even if, even if it's guess. an accident, we say sorry. So we say sorry because sometimes, sometimes things happen. Oh, was it a bloody mess? <laughs> Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I got bloody, hit in the head by it with a rake this year. Bloody on my shoulder, and my back, and I am. No, it was bloody on his eyebrows. It was like. <laughs> yeah, I know what that's like. It was like. like it was like. Wow, <laughs> 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 my back. <laughs> it was on my ninja sword. Oh no. So, I uh, so. Pastor Devonese in the chat here says, is this the youngest prophet in the house? I said, not even the youngest. Right. 
But but I will say the youngest musician in the house. Can you Gideon's sing? got some beats. Yeah. Isn't he good at that, hey. Naya? Here he goes. Yes, he yeah. is. Yes, I am. Go ahead and do it. Mm. You gonna make up a song for us, Gideon? Yeah. Let's hear it. Okay. Go ahead. You got it, right? What's your favorite song, Gideon? Go ahead. Can't tell me. Okay, let's sing it. Not that one. I wanna, I wanna sing. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. What do you want to do? I wanna do. Um. Is are you talking about that song? When they asked me, da, 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 I said, God taught me. Yeah. Is that the no, song you're talking about? No, not that song. Yeah, that's not song, that one. That's, you just said, God taught me. Yeah, that's that's God taught well, what me. What do you what do you want to do? God taught. No, I want to sing. It's a good song. Oh, uh, Sophia song. Okay, go ahead. What's Sophia's song? I don't know. What, I don't. I don't need. I don't, I can't get on it. Making you need somebody song? to help start you? Yes, I do. I don't know how the song. You know the song. Do you want to make up a song, Gideon? Yeah. You're good at that too. Yeah. You can make up a song. Okay. Okay, I'm making up a song. You need a subject matter. You, Gideon, you're good mm -hmm. about you're good at singing things when you have something to sing about. Do you want to sing about Uncle Scott? Make up a song about Uncle Scott. No, I'm going to oh, do, no. I'm gonna do the chicken on the boat. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Chicken on the boat. Chicken on the boat. Chicken on the boat. Chicken on the boat. Boat, 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 boat. Chicken on the boat. Chicken on the boat. Chicken boat. Chicken, chicken boat. Oh, chicken that was so good. I like that. There's a chicken on a boat. Is it on a boat or a chicken and a bone? Were we, in was it a, a chicken boat. on a boat or were we talking in, about in chicken bones? In a boat. In a boat. So the chicken on a boat. Can you do a rooster? Chicken on a boat. Chicken on a boat. Chicken on a boat. 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 Oh, that was so good. I like that. It's guy's natural, natural rhythm. Literally, this boy sings very, very well know, that's great. and makes yeah. up songs. That was fantastic. Naya, do you like to sing? Naya. I heard, Naya, oh. that you are a wonderful actress. Um, yeah, I do. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Try this. Naya, do you have anything? Nope. Nope. No. No. Nope. Okay. No. Nope. Next, nope. next time. You know, you guys had a really great word. Um, no, I can. That... I can sing. Go ahead. Go. Okay. What do you got? What? No. Um. I've got Tony on the boat. Tony on the boat. Tony on the boat. Who's Tony? Tony on the boat. Tony on the boat. Tony on the boat. Amy show. That was good, buddy. So right. my mom has put in the chat, Uncle Scott was a farmer, E-I-E-I-O, Uncle Scott was a farmer, E-I-E-I-O, with a moo-moo here and a moo-moo there and a moo-moo everywhere. <laughs> there okay. you go. Tony on the boat, and a woo-woo-woo, and he on the boat, and he got chopped, and he's on the face. 
and he got to a wild can. And he followed in it, and he died. Whoa, whoa, bye-bye. Stop. What happened to the chicken? Did the chicken just die? No, the Tony did. Tony died? Yeah. Tony died? No. You can't have Tony died. Get out of the boat. And he is. And he died on the chicken boat. On the chicken boat. <laughs> and he sinks. He sinks. And he's still alive because he just got his butt fired. Okay, let's go. <laughs> Welcome back to an episode of Kids Say the Darnest right. Things. <laughs> we have two examples of children who will say anything say at any time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, Naya. Goodbye. I love you. Say, say, say Bye, Bye Gideon. So we're going to be having a conversation Bye, with Paul. Is uh, that a Paul, kiss? Paul might getting his booty fired. Kiss. Oh, that was awesome. <laughs> saved, by, saved by Father Paul that came in that at the last minute. That's right here. That's good. <laughs> Where he came up with that line. Oh, I, I We're, we're bringing in like these prophet kids. Well, yeah. somebody's getting their booty fired. That's <laughs> <laughs> just exactly it. And his name oh is gosh. Tony. <laughs> There's a prophetic word there. Yeah, he's dying. Yeah, Tony, oh, Tony better be careful. Tony I don't know what's coming your chicken. way. Oh, Devaney says, you never know what to expect with these little ones. Lorraine says, chicken boats are dangerous. Poor Tony. Uh, Devaney says, y'all got me laughing. And Barry says, Tony ate the chicken. <laughs> oh, poor Tony. All right, Tony. We will, we, will, we will be breaking down this prophetic word later. <laughs> yes, we will. Exactly. We will be dissecting this completely to see what was going on. What was actually you know what? said by I those feel children. Like, I feel like there might be somebody at, at, in the deep state named Tony. 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 And we're going to get his booty fired. We're getting your booty <laughs> fired, Tony. In Jesus' name. You know, In whenever Jesus. I hear the name Tony, I think of like mafia. I do. I get a little. I do. I, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling this. And Tony. Get Tony. Complex Tony. Mafia is coming after you, Tony. And coming the chicken bone's coming for you. And the chicken bone. And you it's know what FBI. happens when you eat a chicken bone? You choke, you choke on, on a chicken, chicken bone, Tony. Tony. <laughs> yeah, that's what's happening. There we go. It's just so like Tony that. Tony at the FBI, you better watch it. Don't eat any chicken, Tony. No much say, chicken I, for you, Tony. Boneless chicken only. I just want to say how much better your voices sound on these new mics. I think they're good. <laughs> that, because we can really get the chicken bone feeling going on here. This is good. Okay. Chicken boat, chicken boat, chicken bone, chicken bone, whatever it was. It was good. <sighs> We're all going to be Googling. What, what's the prophetic meaning behind a chicken boat? That's, that's it. That's exactly it. That's good. No, I tell you... Um, the other day we were up with Marjorie. I went up to the school. All the kids went up, and it was the that was actually Paul and Christine's anniversary. So happy anniversary to them! Happy anniversary! Delighted. Yeah, it was wonderful. And uh, they actually they spent the evening just going out to dinner and spending time together, which was wonderful. And then we took them, and Iana was so helpful in the making sure everybody got loaded she's up. the oldest daughter that's in town from ihop correct so she's oh and she's got an amazing voice amazing amazing awesome. voice yeah super amazing just street. beautiful voice and so she's been singing here the last couple of nights in worship where she's i think she's going to sing again tonight i'm hoping and um so we uh we got them over to see marjorie all of them and just to watch um Paul pulled them aside before and kind of gave them, you know, what, what the focus was going to be was to pray up there and pray on the property and pray for Marjorie mm -hmm. and to watch them just kick into this. And I, mm. I'm going to Naya because we were, there was a point when Naya was 
Naya holds back a little bit. She's very she's very prophetic and very powerful. And so she spoke at the after everybody, all the boys spoke, she spoke her word. And then I started praying on Marjorie's hands, and all the kids came around and they all kicked into tongues. And mm. Naya spoke into tongues. Mm. And there's something she's got. And Paul and I have talked about it, and Christina and I've talked about it. I don't really know what it is, but you feel it. And it's so mm. incredibly powerful and it's so beautiful. And just to watch all of that. And Marjorie wrote later just about how her whole her whole demeanor, everything she was feeling just shifted in her whole life after mm. that night. So it was very, mm. very powerful. So wonderful. Great to see them. I mean, it's, it's very it's impressive to watch these children come together as a unit, if you will, you know, and mm-hmm. circle around. And they just they just it's just such great raising of what Christine and Paul have done with their children and just to mm-hmm. raise them up truly in the word and the Holy Spirit. And just yeah. watch them do this. It is it is an unbelievable blessing to have them here. Mm. And if there's anything, I mean, we're like all over stories tonight, which is fine. But if there's like one thing looking into 2024 that I'm so blessed and excited about is being around this family and what they bring. And at the same time, being able to watch, which I, that's what I was starting to allude to earlier, is to watch what I know will be an enormous growth in their lives as they start to connect with, I'm getting everything reset after my mic and it got moved, um, and getting everything reset in their lives, or not reset, but everything in their lives that will transform when they start to get into the, the land part. So we start mm-hmm. to see cattle raised and, and harvested. We start to see gardens grow from seed to harvest and food on the table, chickens from eggs to meat on the table, and these sorts of, and the whole growth cycle. And, and what I personally believe will be a, I, I think it's just going to energize everything they do in the prophetic, in my personal opinion. I think it's going to take them to a whole new level. And I think that's going to be testimony to what you two have talked about for so long. And I think we're about ready to see an example of that with children to see what happens when we put them back on the land and we start to get them reconnected. And I think what's, I, I might, this is just me observing what I think is going to happen. I can't say it's the word of God, but I think it's there. I mean, I think it's what we're going to see literally is see an, 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 an empowerment in their own apostolic and prophetic that's going to be literally off scale. Mm, absolutely. Think, yeah. Well, you know, this happens. This is consistent for, um, we have gotten so far away from God's way of living. So back to this story that Leah was just reading before the kids came in with the censorship and our own literal government censoring free speech, which goes back to the founding fathers, the second amendment. This is literally the number one thing you're not allowed to do. The number one most infringement on the second amendment, throw in the fact that they're also censoring people who are more religious. And so then you've literally like doubly violated the second amendment here because the government is censoring religious speech, including in, in addition to just regular speech. And you've got these kids on this farm and you're talking about the apostolic and these are two complete polar opposites. How do we get to Matt Taibbi breaking down? Hmm. Stand by. Patriots looks like we just lost a connection. Let me find out what happened. Um, it may have been their system may have crashed. So hang on just a second. We'll just keep going here in a minute. This seems to be the normal thing these days. I'm going to try to reconnect, but I have a feeling. Okay. Here we go. Oh, we're, I hear him. I'm back. back. I don't know what happened. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I started to talk about what they were censoring. Oh, wait. Now we have an echo, Casterson. Can you hear me? 
Yeah, we can. Okay, good. it's good. It's, it's gone good. now. It's we have right. a little right. It's not just about the censor. It's the, the things that that they stopped us from talking. I don't have a Twitter because I came out in tw in 2021 and I covered January 6th. They nuked that Twitter account. I had uh, Michelle had one. I I commandeered that one. Um, that got nuked for COVID information, and they're not bringing me back my my Twitter account. I'm stuck on my another one where I can now say whatever I want, but nobody can see it. Okay. Whereas yep. before I actually had an audience that could see my tweets. So now I'm sh shadow banned and a, a handful of a select people and you got to pay the money in order to have your tweets mm -hmm. seen now on Elon. And that's the thing, Scott, when it comes to Twitter, you have quote unquote free speech, but you don't have freedom of reach. And that's what they said. Even now, if you want freedom of reach on Twitter, you're going to have to pay. Yep. Okay. This is not, you have to pay your dues. And uh, listen, I, I said, if he ever restored my other accounts, I might do it. But that's the that, those are the things like with our Facebook. Okay, so we broke through the algorithm. Uh, we shared in Oliver Anthony. That was another big story this year. We'll Oliver get to that in a second. Hang on, we'll, get to that well, no, we shared this video, Oliver Anthony. Right. Okay, reaction video, which I think we should play that before we before we leave because it's like the anthem of this year, and um, it went viral. We've had 1.4 million views. Um, it's our biggest viewing video we've ever had. And we're not even in it. Now, what does that tell you? I know, right? But it's on our, we're getting, we're getting credit for it. Right. Okay. That Facebook says you get the credit for this video because I uploaded it because my original content, because I put a comment on it. Well, we, we got a whole bunch of new people, all of our other videos, lo and behold, we're getting thousands and thousands of views because people actually want to hear what we have to say until... We had issue one here in Ohio, and I started to talk about abortion, and not just abortion. The big thing I'm telling you that they are censoring right now are two things. Migration, they haven't pulled the plug on that all the way. Transgender, anything. Before it was COVID. Then, you know, it, it's they actually went a little bit on the banks. When there was the bank run last year, they put a kibosh on that. Okay, so you Oh, you watch that. Money. When economic collapse actually happens... We will not be allowed the, to talk about it. the issue you cannot talk about right now is transgenderism. Uh, Chloe Cole is not allowed on Instagram. Well, she's on Instagram, but it's, it's she's shadow banned. She's shadow banned, and I don't think she's allowed on Facebook. Mm -hmm. uh, it's interesting how the two are owned by the same company, but you know we'll we'll censor certain people. So these are the things right now. The hot topic: you say transgender, anything about transgenderism that you are you, uh, there are boys and boys and girls and girls. That's the big topic right now. So we're talking about censorship. We have to talk about what it is that they don't want us to say. What, what is it that they don't want us to share information about? Okay. Mm -hmm. In 2016, 2017, it was uh, crime statistics and inner city crime statistics. We had a friend who had a huge page um, on, um, Facebook. on Facebook and it got just mega reach. And uh, that, and he would show crime statistics of where crimes were being um, committed and, and that got nuked. And so, to to Matt to Evie's point, am I am I the crazy one, or, you know, because it seems like there's only one narrative and one narrative only in every on every single topic. The only thing you're allowed to do is cooking videos and and dancing routines. Yeah. And so my point in in, in bridging these two things because this is really important. We talk about the kids and the farming and and all of that, guys. The only way that we are going to defeat them is by getting back to God's way of living yeah. and operating in the gifts of the spirit. Mm -hmm. Yep. Full stop. Yeah. 100%. Those two things together. And the, and when we do that, we become unstoppable. Mm -hmm. We become the force that they are terrified with. They are completely happy 
to allow you to go and talk about the little things that you want to talk about and complain and do your memes and all this, that, and the other. But you start living right, living off the land, raising your kids right, and walking in the in the fivefold ministry. <clears throat> and I can guarantee, stinking to you, you become a a national threat. Well, can I? Can I? Because I can't stay on much longer. Because I got to go. Which one uh, do I go? Well, I got two visits to do tonight. How about I do one of them? Well, no. <laughs> I want to do. I got. I have a plan in my head. But I wanted to go over a few of these. I wanted to kind of hit a few okay. topics. Is and, Matt coming on? I don't know. I haven't heard from him. Okay. Okay. So big story of the year. Remember when um, the uh, NBC reporter uh, goes to Crimea, shocks viewers by telling the truth. The Crimea bridge. Okay. And the Nord Stream sabotage. Those are big. Yep. So good. you want to weigh in on those, Scott? Yeah, I think this is really important. I think the Nord Stream thing is massive, and and it's one again that reveals to us the the ability for an international media to spin a story when it's very obvious. I mean, this is this was a direct attack on Russia. There's no question about it, and they were. This was a, a assault on Russia to try to provoke it. Um, we saw that the media was completely run by the intelligence agencies to bury that story, and to to avoid any sort of info and to even crush people on the web, the censorship again of crushing people on the web, trying to talk about what the actual story was. Uh, it was obvious that it was intended to be an economic hit on Russia. And again, this, I'm not going to prop up Putin as some sort of hero, but we're dealing with these elites and these factions that are fighting each other at the expense of the people. And really at the end game, which is kind of goes to your whole censorship, why the Nord Stream story was really important to me is that we never talked about the end effect of that, of who mm -hmm. was getting, it was the people that are getting impacted. It's the people who's having to pay higher costs for, for fuel. It's the people that are going to freeze to death or, or cause difficulties in the winter. The focus of that entire fight was intelligence agency against Russia, trying to provoke fights. The root of it is always the people. And that's where they don't want you to go ever because this is the war of elites and they're all positioning to who's going to have control over this or that and the people always suffer. There's no win of the people in this at all, ever. We're the ones that need to go to fight the wars and die for them. We're the ones that need to go out and, and suffer the costs of their wars and increase in costs. It's kind of like this consequence in how they play this off. So Russia does this, we do that, but we're going to blame Russia because now your costs at the store go up higher. That's mm -hmm. elites playing games with one another. It's no difference in the banking. When they collapse a bank, they're raping and pillaging the, the wealth of this earth for their own benefit. So I, that's really where I think that that's critical. I also think that the the fight, one of the big things that comes out of Ukraine, which ties in with the bridge and other things, but is the use of drones. And I, that cannot be understated in this fight in Ukraine is the expanse of use in drones in warfare so that, again, it's autonomous en entities, non-human, killing humans. Mm -hmm. and, and that's a huge component here, which has led even now to the Pentagon saying that they want to have, they're seeking authorization to use electro electromagnetic mm -hmm. pulse weapons to knock, which, you know, that won't go real well for anybody. Mm -hmm. And they're going to use them to wipe out drones. So, I, I mean, that's that was my take on those two major stories. They're a little different maybe than you were looking at, but I think that they're significant in the in the year of events of what, what where I was really looking at what Ukraine has been because Ukraine has been a shaping operation mm -hmm. operation of who's going to control what over the people. Yeah, and and that's where you know we have we've been involved. There's other been involved. We don't really know the true root of what's going on. We know that the CIA has been using their 
their studios up in the Northeast to, to film a lot of this garbage and make mm-hmm. you believe there's actually some horrible wars going on. It's straight out of Wag the Dog, the film, most of us. Yeah, this. we have no idea what's going on over we there no, for real. No and we don't have any idea really what's going on in Israel. I mean, we think mm-hmm. we do, but then, you know, I'm getting reports from guys on the ground, and it's one thing, and then you, but you have a, a tremendous amount of manipulation that's going on in these wars. And I think that mm-hmm. if there's one thing that has come out of this, it came. It, it's a follow-on from the fighting with ISIS. It's the follow-on. We are dealing with a, a level of staged events that I think is beyond the scope of belief of most people. Yeah. And we, we just don't, and because our optics, I mean, even when we try to get real information, and there is good information you can find on Ukraine, but if you're doing anything mainstream or a little bit outside of that parameter, yeah, it, we're using the same material. And it's yeah. like, okay, where is this coming from? Where's our sourcing? Where is this happening? How is it that yeah. the down, you know, like the capital of Ukraine is perfectly fine, and then it's somehow outside of that, it's like it's totally yes, right. I know, right? You yeah. see all these partiers, these young people exactly. going about daily lives as normal, right? So I, I think Ukraine has been for me the big fight in Ukraine, which ties into all these others, is the demonstration of just how deep we are in this wag the dog model, which mm-hmm. is trying to bring us all to the cusp of hating each other. And we're supposed to hate one side or hate the other, and they, they want us to mm-hmm. hate Russia, which which I think is it's really – there's something deep there, by the way, that we just mm-hmm. haven't really got to. I think it goes back to um, the Civil War when England was starting to get involved. I mean, I say this. There's something very significant because the, the czar floated a ship into the, what we call San Francisco now and told the Brits to stand down and they were going to go to war with them. So mm-hmm. there's a very interesting, deep connection with Russia and the American people. And, and I think it has mm-hmm. a lot to do with our belief and how we see the world. Yes. And it's there's not, a lot of conservative views there. Oh, tremendous. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we would find ourselves to be like really in good partnership. We did. Life. I was very excited. The Lord even prophetically told me in 2015, he told me Russia, Russia, Russia to love Russia. Yeah. So I knew that that was the pivot I had to make. Um, that in, and so when Russia was the bad guy, I knew that they weren't the bad guy. Putin was, uh, expanding families, encouraging people to farm. If you, you would get five acres for free, if you actually lived on it and you did something sustainable on it, like oh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're doing that again. I mean, Putin's, and are you, you're talking about recently too, cause he's doing it again. Uh, no, this was this was back in 2016, 2017. And Putin's now giving land back to people that want to grow non-GMO food. Right, and, exactly. Right, exactly. And and he was they were so stuck on the in 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 industri, industri, industrial age that when the sanctions hit, um, uh, when did the when 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 were the sanctions that were hitting him? I'm trying to remember the 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 era that he he decided. You know what? We need to become our own breadbasket. Right, and right. that's when he put all of his effort into having people grow their own food. We know that even during communist times, when um, they had the collective farms. Everybody was given like an acre mm-hmm. that you could grow your own food and you could sell from that. And those were the most that and that actually grew half the food in the country where they were buying and selling and trading amongst each other on just that one acre. Which and we real- actually had a chance to experience that farm food. We were in Russia in '95, so oh, wow. it's they, they are incredibly great farmers, even in that. Well, climate. I think one of the things you just hit. I think one of the things that comes out of Ukraine is a question that nobody has spent any time answer, asking: How did we become dependent on Ukraine wheat? I, I'd really want that yeah, one. Yeah, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're supposed to be the breadbasket ourselves, and yet when you look at who owns that, that's BlackRock again. Yes. Okay, and then when you get, this takes us back to the bridge, and it mm-hmm. takes us back to the contracts, because the only reason that wheat was flowing out of Ukraine was that BlackRock gave the authorization to move it, and then the bridge got mm-hmm. blown up. 
So you're like, right. okay, so these are these are sorts of events that are pretty significant to look at the economics behind mm-hmm. this and really ask the question again and again, what are we really seeing? Because this is right. so many layers of this that we always say follow the money. Well, even following mm-hmm. the money gets confusing at times um, right. for where, where all these contracts are. So that was, Right. So with the Nord Stream, you know, sabotage of 2022, uh, the CIA blew up mm-hmm. this pipeline to Germany, to Europe. Right. And then tried to blame it on Russia. And it's kind of one of those hush-hush things that everybody knows that United States helped helped to make sure that that happened. Okay, absolutely. Uh, the ins and outs we don't know exactly, but to to the, to the we are not environmentalists. They blew up a pipeline of of what was it? Is it it was oil? Natural or gas. Or is it natural gas? Yeah, natural natural gas. gas. Natural gas pipeline. They blew it up. Yeah, well, and here's the part too. It's like they blow it up, and people are like. First of all, you've got everybody putting those stupid Ukraine flags on all their pages, which drive me crazy, right? It's like you don't know anything about Ukraine. We even had it here locally. You're like, mm-hmm. you have, you know, you don't know the difference between Ukraine and California. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. like literally. So you have Ukraine flags going up. The next part, which is, and remembering also that Ukraine does, the Azov Battalion is Nazis. Let's be clear about that. They are mm-hmm. hardcore Nazis. That's where they where they actually came from in under Germany. Mm-hmm. So when we look at these destructive things and then we're looking at this whole unfolding of events, we are complicit in a crime and the CIA does it. And if you understand the CIA's role and their role is to topple governments, who's giving them that authority and who's giving them the okay to go ahead and do that? Mm -hmm. That's an outside of our own rulings of of how war is waged. Exactly. It's not the president of the United States, I'll tell you that. So I got another story for you to jump in on. The the mysterious Chinese biolab. Remember that one? With with this lab and then they like this bizarre uh, amount of like, was there all kinds of HIV? Was there, I think it was rats. I'm going to bring this article up from Zero Hedge. Thousands of vials of unlabeled fluids and suspected biological material. Yes, and 900 genetically engineered mice engineered to catch and carry COVID-19 living in inhumane conditions. 773 of the mice had been euthanized and they found 178 dead. This is an unusual situation. I've been in government for 25 years, said city manager, says I've never seen anything like this. This very, It's like a something out of a bad movie. That story was so bizarre to me. It was too much of a, there's a lot of it that seemed like a lot of a setup. And I think I I have a lot of suspicion Mm, that it was, um, my suspicion is it was a diversion. Diversion. This is like the other day reading that ICE arrested 34 illegal aliens for child trafficking. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. wow, that's fantastic. There's only seven and a half million in our country. Right. And you've you've found 34. So I don't know what that Uh represented. Exactly. I tend to think that that story, because the, when we looked at the footage and it was in this area down by the the, the uh, waterfront, and there's just all these pieces to it that you just have to ask a question, like pretty sophisticated lab stuff in there. You start to have to ask a lot of questions. I don't know if that was a, a story released to help people wake up to the potential threats, which is possible, and that would suggest that it was a good intention, or if it was just in one of these stories, which unfortunately tend to work this way. Just like, and I'm going to compare it to something we don't think much about, like putting kids on a milk carton. When mm. you do that, people accept that the authorities are handling it, and they tend to do no action. It's just what mm. it ends up happening. So it's a disempowering effect of these stories when people say, it's like, oh, good, the government saved us. Okay, mm-hmm. we're, we're good now. We're all good. One tiny little bio lab, that's it. We're not asking the deeper questions. 
even to the sense of nobody's even asking the questions of Chinese involvement lately. You know, mm. It's just like we become normalized by it. It's like, oh, China's here. Yeah, <laughs> they are. And they're doing a lot of things, right? So. so there's another story. You guys remember there was a girl who thought that she could pretend to be a boy and she shot up a Christian school in Nashville. Oh, that's good. And we have it all on, you know, video because the, at least the takedown of this, you know, poor eye collar, I think she is the, a victim herself um, of this ideology that makes people go insane. And the Biden Department of Justice suppressed the Nashville tra uh, Trans Killers Manifesto, which we we got leaks of it. Um, and she was a Christian hating angry young girl who was, you know, she went to this school. Her parents were Christians and um, this, and they wouldn't let us see this manifesto because it didn't fit the narrative. And you'll, and you'll see that after that um, horrible tragedy that the gun lobby just kind of stepped away from that one mm -hmm. because you have to go into motive when you're talking about taking away second amendment rights and they didn't want to go into her motive. Everyone backed off on that. That was a, that was an FBI run silencing program, and that mm. because the FBI was the one who literally stepped in and took that manifesto off. And and what they've used, and this is what I, I've been understanding with interviewed a couple of people on this. Um, they have used the leverage of federal funding for local police to keep them quiet. So mm. the police are tied heavily, whether people realize it or not, to these their toys. And this comes mm -hmm. from the the program under Obama that was started to make military equipment available to local police officers or police um, departments. And it was a Department of Defense funded program to where if they would agree to certain things, they would get this highly discounted or even grants to buy this stuff free. Mm -hmm. um, so we could militarize our police departments, which was all Obama's set up to turn them into against us. Um, right. They become highly addicted to these extra funds, to be honest with you. And so the yeah. FBI's lever is if you do say anything about this, then we will take these fundings away. You'll never get any more grants. Mm -hmm. So they took the manifesto off, and they took the manifesto off because of everything you just said. It was a transgender ha girl hating Christians. Christians and rich and, and just well-off well, well off people. She called them, um, you know, a slur for white people, uh, private fancy schools, fancy khakis and she wrote it. it literally says, kill those kids, exclamation, exclamation, going oh. to private fancy schools with those fancy khakis and sports backpacks. Um, Their daddy's and, Mustangs and convertibles. And she says, F you little S-H-I-T's. You didn't have to spell it out. I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is a, a behavior that I'm reading here from um, Louder with Crowder. Your yellow hair. And, um, it's, it, 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 and it's, the white privileges. And then there's a bunch of other things in here that Leah will shoot me if I read out loud or even infer to. But it's this is this is a brainwashing of this young lady on a massive scale. Well, she to uses get homophobic flourish. It's basically satanic. It is a uh, racist satanic possession. Yep. This right. is not this. This little girl had lost, left her body. I, a I, demon I, had taken over. And this is something where this is where they are trying to suppress this so much to really understand the magnitude of what we're and the scope of what this war is. Their biggest push right now is to create inside a civil war. That's mm -hmm. that's their end goal because if they can do that, it's forever war. You're going to. And have, she was white, by the way. Right. I mean, it's just like everything else. Every time it turns around, somebody gets if it's a if it's a somebody of anything other than white, they call them white. If they're and if they're 
you know, they just they keep using that because they're trying to eradicate a specific class of people. And this is their goal. They're waging war in particular on white men and and then on the on the family. And this is this is their idea that one at a time they start to eliminate people. But the way they do it is to turn the people against the people. And that's the forever war model, which is the civil war that they're really trying to do. And this is why so much of the work I think we have to continue to do. And I, I've been doing it. I caught myself last week, like kind of getting into this rift. And it's so easy mm-hmm. to step into because you kind of throw back to like, you know, let's go to war. And it's just not a place that we're going to win in the war in the sort of steel. We're going to only win in the sort of spirit. This is the only way we're going to do this. And if we're not waging that war in the spirit and we're taking on the principalities, the demons, the, and using the the concepts of the fivefold ministries, these people are going to roll right up, and we can't, and that's where we have to stand mm-hmm. You know, this is an interesting article. I don't even know if I saw this one, but this is one of the top, I think it was this number, I don't know, it was number five or six of the top articles at, at Zero Hedge, which um, three doctors, and I can say this, I guess, on Facebook because it is a case that was brought for, and, 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 and actually brought before the circuit, U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals, the Fifth Circuit, uh, three doctors uh, brought an ivermectin case mm-hmm. um, and said, can I prescribe it? And the FDA explicitly recognizes that doctors do have the authority to prescribe ivermectin to treat COVID. Now, what's interesting is that you guys all remember the You Are Not a Horse from 2021, You Are a Cow, seriously, y'all you are just, not a cow. you're not a cow, just stop it. So it's it was interesting is that the circuit judge, Jennifer Walker Elrond, I said, what about, I said, she said, um, Miss Honnold, is that, Honnold said the FDA didn't purport or require anyone to do anything to prohibit anyone from doing anything. So the FDA was trying to argue that, you know, we didn't, we didn't make people not take it. Okay. The FDA made these statements in response to multiple reports of people being hospitalized after self-medicating with, with what was intended for horses. So the circuit judge says, what about when you said, no, stop it? Why, why isn't that a command? If you were in English class, they would say that was a, a command. Miss Honnell described the statements as merely quips. And then the judge says, can you answer the question, please? Is that a command? Stop it. In some contexts, the FDA responds, those words could be construed as a command. But in this context, where FDA was simply using these words in the context of a quippy tweet meant to share its informational article, those statements did not rise to the level of the command. The statements don't prohibit doctors from prescribing ivermectin to treat COVID for any other purpose, says Ms. Honnold. Uh, The FDA is clearly acknowledging that doctors have the authority to use a human ivermectin to treat COVID. Okay? That is now... decided Judge Elrod, Elrod uh, is on the panel with uh, circ- with other circuit judges, and three were appointed by uh, Donald Trump. So the plaintiffs were Dr. Paul Merritt, Mary Bowden, and Robert Apner. They said that they were professionally harmed by the FDA's statements. Dr. Merritt, who started the FLCCC, saved millions of lives. Uh, he said this is uh, something the FDA has never been able to do, and it's a bright line. The clearest examples of where they have gone over the line are when they say things like, you are not a horse, you are not a cow, seriously, I'll just stop it. And the judge, judges indicated they agree the FDA lacks the power to give any medical advice. You are not authorized to give medical advice. And that was a case that came out this year, and and and, and that's that's huge, by the way. It's massive. We're seeing some real, um, some of the protections that the big pharma has are starting to fall. They had mm-hmm. that, what is it, the Act of 1986, I think it is, is when they had the mm-hmm. Indemnity Act. <clears throat> and there's 
that you cannot defraud the public to protect mm-hmm. him for that. The defrauding is starting to come clear. I have read some articles recently that are suggesting that that, that hole in there, the protection is, is fallen. And it's just a matter now that just mm-hmm. they're trying to keep people's eyes away from it. And I think these cases are starting to do this. There is a, 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 a parallel piece to this I want to get to in a second, and I, and I think it's important. It just came out, and I'm part of it, and that's why I want to talk about it in a second. But the idea of the awakening of, of ivermectin and um, the, the fact that we have some legal move now to show that it was absolutely legal to issue it. Where mm-hmm. One of the things that Dr. Lee Merritt talked about, which was stunning, is that the most hospital protocols that they were following with remdesivir and the um, ventilators, those protocols were being created by AIs. That loops back to your story earlier. Wow. And that's stunning because the question then is, if the AI is so smart, was the AI literally creating a protocol to kill humans? You have to ask wow. that question, right? Because there's no wow. way around it. So this is a really, this is again the infec- infection of our AI, of artificial intelligence and technology in our world. There's also the big thing that comes out of all of this when we start to see these protocols is what was the motive? And again and again, we have doctors willfully complying to the administrations of the hospitals. And all of this comes down to money. The incentives that they were given, which we've all talked about extensively, of how to literally get, um, how to, what they get paid for with tagging somebody as COVID. You know, the flu went away. We all know that. What happened to the flu? It magically vanished. And so all of this comes back and around to ivermectin was never a profitable drug. It was, they weren't making their money on it. Mm-hmm. The the greatest thing I love reading is when I, I read it, you can read it pretty regularly now, that the declining profits of big pharma, I can't think about a gr- greater group of people to lose their money in the mm-hmm. world and to see that decline and how much they earned, they earned that well, among other things. So it's mm-hmm. pretty good. There is a quick thing. Michelle, can you bring up that thing I sent you in Signal? It was a picture. Um, I don't know if you can. It's on Twitter. I don't know if you, if I didn't send it to you on the one with the girl? Yeah. And the reason is, yeah. is it just, it's the, um, it's the, we don't have to do that. You can go to the X, the X post on it. I'm going it, to, I'm going to retweet it so I can grab it. Okay. So um, what this is, is that there's an, a letter that has just come out from Commander Green. Now he is, uh, he's in uniform in the Navy. A commander is equivalent to a full bird colonel. And mm-hmm. um, he has been naming names. He's been on my show and has done it, and he's literally calling out people. And remember, he is in uniform, and he's in. He's still, and he is calling out people who have violated the law in our in, in acts of treason against soldiers. Mm. So he has just put together a letter that has now come forward, and he asked for. There was a circle of people in it to ask for um, that are standing against this. The, what the Department of Defense has done. This is the letter. Is this the Brad Miller letter? Um, yes. I, there you go. Yes, it's the Brad Miller letter. Okay. So there, if you go to the first page down. Um, make it any bigger. Okay. I don't know if they can go. Here's the actual tweet. There's the actual tweet. It's a little bit smaller. And so there's that. So the the first page down, I don't know where, the, I don't know if it's going to show the whole document. The um, On that first page down of the signatures, you'll find Pete Chambers, uh, Brad okay. Miller and myself were all on that first page of signature, signatories. And Brad Miller was part of this, yes. And Commander Green was instrumental in this as well. Mm-hmm. So and, and so all of this has come to be a letter now. And this is very important because this is now a public and well-circulated document 
listing out the crimes in, in the Pentagon and what they have done against soldiers for mandating a, this this death shot. And it even it was picked up by uh, Epic Times today, and it's been moved around the web. In a it's, phenomenal. They had a Twitter space where you, um, it's an audio podcast. Uh, it looks like it lasted three hours. Okay. Um, on Twitter, uh, I saw Brad tweet it out earlier. Okay, that's probably yeah, that's probably it. Yep. Is it right here? Is this one? Mm-hmm. That's the podcast. That's the that's the Twitter space. Declaration of Military podcast. Accountability. There it is, right there. Yep. Okay. That's good. So yeah, he's got it up. That's fantastic. And uh, so it's two hundred thirty plus signatories on that, which is good. All except for one, all veterans. So that's good. Mm. And it's and it's, you're on this letter. I am. I'm on the first page. That's awesome. And, and this is where I wanted to touch back, back on your your censorship thing, Leah. I think it's really important that at this point in time, and and I do it. We all do it. And I I'm, we're, we like if I we I have. 177, 175,000 subs on YouTube. And I am always careful about what I say there, otherwise having the account tanked. But this is how they've done this, is they have so selectively, they've conditioned us to think like what you were saying a minute ago. Because I mm -hmm. do it every time I go on YouTube. What content's going to work, what content doesn't? Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. we're even like, when you're on Facebook, you're like, okay, I don't know if Facebook's going to allow this. We think we can. And then you're careful. Like if we're, I think we were on a show the other day, you're like, we're going to disconnect from Facebook this is how they have been conditioning this. Mm -hmm. And so you mentioned how we there was something in 2016. There's new things today. But they don't let go of those things in 2016. They just mm -hmm. shape the conversations so that the next iteration of things, we don't, we've don't. we already been conditioned on one thing. Mm -hmm. So my big thing right now, and, and this is just calling it for what it is, the Pentagon and the FBI have been working and in, in other domestic federal policing agencies have been working together to bring the, the, the hate crime issues into the orbit of domestic terrorists. So they're trying mm -hmm. to bridge the two so they can use the same authorities for domestic terrorists that use hate crimes on site, oh on the web. Gosh. That mm -hmm. means what they're talking about oh is they're talking about total tyranny. Okay, I can't. Scott, I'm trying to pull up the thing. I can't. Okay. It's TikTok the, is literally the worst. The okay. video, Nikki sent it to me and I can't. No worries. I don't have TikTok, so I can't pull no, it up. No, no, no worries. It, it's, it's, um, I don't know what her name is. She, she's on t Telegram or something. But and she's Fl on TikTok. And Flynn, Flynn put it out so that people can find it. So okay. the, the, the point of this is that they've been trying to bring together. This is a story that didn't get enough traction. But they've been bringing together the rules and regulations so that the, the Department of Defense can work with FBI and other federal agencies to link hate crimes and qualify them as domestic terrorists. Mm. And that includes things like calling for the overthrow of the government. It includes anything to deal with Israel, all of these issues, right? So let me to read what he says. General Flynn says, this is a very big deal and all flag officers, active and retired, need to pay heed to it. This is a letter you signed. Okay. Uh, this is not another letter signed by a bunch of generals and admirals for senior intel officials. This is uh, penned and signed by members of our military's rank and file. This is a very serious warning to the American people and we better pay attention these aren't Democrats and Republicans here. These are people who took an oath to serve the nation and potentially give their lives in service to the same. They all need to be thanked for their courage and speak uh, and to speak out during those uh, troubling times. And basically, you're holding account the um, military industrial complex for um, for not just the vaccine, but for what else? For the for the authorities that they mandated a death shot. Okay. Right. 
I mean, unconstitutional pr- prosecution of service members and the free exercise of religion over the vaccine. Yep. So, so they, here, here we have your signature right there. Yep. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There it is. So, and this is where I was, and why I wanted to bring this up because it ties in not only with positioning, but it's the boldness that we now need. Mm-hmm. So, I like when I talk about these sorts of crimes, these sorts of crimes that our militaries are responsible for, as well as our government on the public and everybody. And I, and I talked about this the other night. I don't care if you're in a cubicle in DHS or if you're sitting in a cubicle up at some remote federal agency or if you're in the SES class or if you're going to be in the elected government or you're in the military. If you have violated the Constitution and you have done a crime against the people and have been involved in these sorts of things, whether it's helping open borders or whether it's Mm -hmm. just to name two that are hot, open borders, and the other is this vax, you're going to be held accountable to those crimes. And that's treason. Or Mm -hmm. it's crimes against humanity, which falls under Nuremberg Code. So either way, the outcome is going to be a justice that by the code that they're set up on is the outcomes are typically some form of prison time, 10 years life in prison, or swinging from a gallows. I mean, literally. Mm-hmm. My issue is don't be afraid to say it. And I'm coming out yeah. hard and swinging hard on this. And people are you know, timid. We've heard this a lot. Well, I'm afraid with it about J6ers. You've got to have to move on, and you're going to have to now step into this place and be bold about it and, and speak boldly to it and understand literally that we have to frankly start speaking these truths out there or people are not going to wake up so there we go so we have uh, we have our special guest i know leah can't stay long um but matt is here i'm gonna get him behind the camera here i have an extra camera and everything look at that and thank you to mr kesterson we actually have three mics now awesome there Which is. is really, really great. And I'm going to do this right, Mr. Kesterson. I'm going to unmute Matt's mic here. Oh, look and I'm going to turn his up a little bit louder. There you go. What's going on, Matt? How are you? Can you Matt, hear? can you hear him? Can you hear Matt? Nope. You can't hear him? Try, try, the, the, try the volume, Michelle. Okay. Well, all right. Try it now, Scott. Hey, Matt, can you hear anything? Just no. very, very low. He's really low? Yeah. Here it's, we are with the connectivity issues. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's, 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 oh. Hang on, wait. That How about now? Can you hear How about now? now? Scott, he, say something. Hey, man. First, he was, it was nothing. And then it was really, really loud. And then okay. a split second later, it went away. That's okay, the, that's the connectivity. connectivity yeah. Do you want to try a different um, set of earbuds? No, it's not going to be the earbuds. All right. Scott, try something now. Hey, Matt. How are you doing? Does that work? Do you have him or is he still quiet? He's very, very quiet. Okay. What is the deal, Scott Kester? So one of the things doesn't work. <laughs> We're going to. Well, there's two of them actually that don't work. Oh, really? Slot one and three. I think I think it's the well, it's the quarter inch plug. We'll have to deal with that later. It's fine. Hang on, Leah. Stop right there. Stop what you're doing. I'm gonna help you. No, hang on. Hey, Leah. Yeah. Stay. Go right back there. Okay. Hand me the splitter. This is the on the fly building oh, a airplane. Okay. You got, you got it? it. Yep. Okay. Okay. Right. Hey. Well, hello, Matt. How are you? Matt, you're on number three. Pretty good. You need more volume. You Happy New Year to down. you. Happy New Year good? to you. Yep, that's good. Now he's super All right. bright. I can turn I can him down him. a little bit. All you right. know, bringing Matt in on another story, I think it'd be kind of fun uh, to talk about. the. I, I think it's a huge story. Tucker Carlson got kicked off of of, of, face, of Fox News. Yeah. And that was a huge... Fake news. It is, yeah, fake news. But no, it was a huge blow. Because honestly, for Neocon all intents news. and purposes... Uh, 
Uh, I listen to Tucker. I look forward to listening to Tucker. I did not miss a Tucker episode for years. And then with uh, with 2020, I boycotted. And then I went back uh, because when it came to things like George Floyd or even the Nashville shooter or whatever it is, Tucker had the only, the only alternative stance on things. And he was hitting too close to J6 and they asked, they said, you're gone. Yeah, Tucker's an interesting one. I, I I was highly suspect of Tucker for a long time. He made a turn somewhere along the way. He's, I think he still wears his Kabbalah thing, but that's okay. But he's he's really kind of um, he's really kind of reclaimed some of his own. Something shook him up. I'm going to go back to that. And where I see Tucker got shook up is when the Antifa came and threatened his life and his family, and they came to that's his true. door. That changed yeah. Tucker forever, because mm-hmm. the authorities. All the stuff that he was just kind of casually going about, suddenly he saw the true face of the system, and they did not play around, and they literally came to his door and said they were going to kill him and his family. When that happened, Tucker woke up, in my mm. opinion. That was his awakening moment. So, you know, there you go. That's what I think that. Yeah, I completely agree. Absolutely. You know, he says uh, he's actually come out with a lot of great things uh, lately. He says they're all fearful people. Instead of holding the powerful to account, they do exactly the opposite. They do their bidding. Uh, He was the number one cable news show, news show in like the world. Okay, basically, but in the United States. And he's gone. And his voice has been honestly stifled. And he's there is a void. And we have to fill that void. And I know he's trying to, you know, build his show back up here and then. And he's done some shows for clicks. Um, but Isn't I, he huge on Twitter now, mm, though? Yeah, but ha- here's the thing. Tucker is not reaching people. He's right. reaching he's, Twitter. Twitter is, is a, Twitter a, is a small audience. world. That's just the problem. It's a small world. It's- it's, it's the people like your grandma that would just turn on the television. They're not on Twitter. And they'd watch the news. Yeah. They would prefer someone like Tucker that they could identify with. They could the watch normies, easily. The normies, the in-betweens. We work hard. You guys work hard to find the news, right? But there are millions of people that just turn on Fox News or they would watch the clip maybe on YouTube or something like that. And they would watch Tucker, but they're, they're not, not getting the Twitter. alternative news. So they're not getting alternative news anymore. Yeah, I mean, what Matt just said is really important. And, man, I, I agree with you, and that is that um, it's the convenience of the normal mainstream media that we still have not been able to overcome. I mean, let's just be, mm-hmm. let's be honest with it because, like, let's talk. We're on Rumble tonight. I was talking about mm-hmm. this earlier with uh, some other folks is that in – I still, like I said, I have 175,000 or something subs on YouTube. And every time we go over there, I'm stunned at the comments to say, well, where have you been? It's like, I, I don't, I don't know. We're like 47 million downloads over on Podbean and, but they don't want to leave that ecosystem and it's, it's can be, it's easy. They don't go look outside of that. You're not going to find them on rumble. You're not going to find them on Podbean. It's right. they, they're just not going to be there. So right. the convenience for many people, and some of it's a tech gap of understanding how to even operate in some of these areas. It is a tech gap and the, and that's what the deep state's counting on. Right. So the convenience, the TV and the radio, those traditional mechanisms are still very effective as influencing agents and we don't have access to them and we don't right. have the effectiveness of them as much as we can on alternative media. So I agree mm-hmm. with you, Matt. I mean, is that it is the person that wants to see a Tucker. They took that off. They can't come in and turn that on at night and so now they don't listen to him at all. Mm-hmm. And you don't get the and you don't get the news. So it's good. But aren't Fox News's numbers just going to completely crumble? Because most people that I know tuned in to Fox News one time a day at 8 p.m. for Tucker Carlson. Well, no, then you might and stay on. And then they on. might stay on for a Sean Hannity or Laura Ingram, but they're only there 
because of Tucker. I don't, Matt, you have a comment on that? Well, and people are kind of waking up to the the fact that they're kind of a neocon network. Yes. You know, because after 9-11, I thought, wow, it's raw, raw America. And, you know, let's take out the terrorists and that sort of thing. But now people aren't falling for the Steve Ducey, whatever it is, the morning show, you know. Yeah. Where he plays it off like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a Kansas boy. I'm from down in the weeds, you know, in a small town in the middle of nowhere. And, you know, hi, dad, out there in Kansas, you know. Patriot Gallery. Let's give them the weather and stuff. And they they kind of play it off like, let's be friends, you know. Let's have this relationship or something. But, yeah, it's just kind of an act or something. Patriot Gallery thinks that Tucker's reaching more people now than ever before because there is the argument that could be made that the people that are on Twitter were not watching Tucker. And now Twitter people are watching Tucker, who never saw him before. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. There's no question he's making impact. I think what we're really – there is a core group you have to look at. And and when we have a technology gap, unfortunately – and I and I think where we start to look at what I think is a, this is a real spiritual issue. Or I think is important. This is a word that pa- Paul had and gave actually yesterday. We've we've seen a war waged on the wisdom class, which is our elderly, and we see a war waged on children. That mm-hmm. is a target. Wisdom class, I like that. Yeah. And so what Paul is Paul's word was, and it's just wonderful. The attraction of the of the youth to the wisdom class is because they're mm-hmm. both about they're both closest to yeah. the father. One is just coming in and one is about ready to leave. Yeah. So what happens here when we take away access to information, all of this is about severing those ties. So the children are under war and then the wisdom class is not able to get in. The technology gap isn't allowing them to get to places of information. They've mm-hmm. been victimized by this death shot. They're accepting their deaths as normal. I mean, literally. And this is like the most horrible thing ever. It's like... you. I cannot prevent this anymore. I'm like, I don't even apologize for it. Somebody dies, and I'm like, did you take the vax? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, especially when you start to hear of it's cancer, it's blood clots, it's heart mm-hmm. disease, it's it's an autoimmune issue. I'm like, my first question, especially when we get into people that are 60 and older, I want to know, did you take the vax? It's all, that's, really, it's not well, especially for the 60. It's for everybody. Well, I look I, at well, the younger people. We were talking people. about the other day that growing up, it was extremely rare if – uh, someone in your school passed away. Yes, like yes, in all yes. your like years of schooling from like preschool and we're not pro public schools, but from preschool through uh, graduation, it was extremely rare. Like we had one yeah. girl that passed away. And right. I don't know, to my knowledge, that's about it. Well, I mean, the nowadays only... you just hear it all the time. And they're kind of normalizing the, well, they just died suddenly. You know, they just had heart problems. And I agree. I mean, know, their the, the deaths we talk about. The deaths we saw in high school would have been like drinking too much, right? Yeah. Or, or you know, car yeah, or accident a, by a virtue car accident, of yeah. right by virtue of drinking too much. We're not hearing mm-hmm. about people dropping dead of a cardiac arrest. Exactly. Just trying to play basketball or something. Now, in fairness, there was a, I mean, not in fairness. I mean, it's a really good insight. Something to someone to throw this in as a, and it was I can't remember who I was talking to or who was saying this the other day, but it's do wouldn't you want to? We we're talking about raising the dead and authorities given, and it's one of the things they said that really hit home is. Wouldn't you want to raise, to bring back a child that was prematurely dead and bring them back in prayer? And it's like, and are you doing that? Are you trying to? Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's that's a really big thing right there, which I think we've missed in in our in, in the magnitude of focusing on that. But all this said is when we are attacking these, the and you asked Michelle, I, everybody I asked the question, I'm just saying that when it gets to be in the senior class because they're so, the wisdom class, 
they're just been so heavily inundated with the idea that they're going to die at a certain age. And I think that it becomes a normal discussion. It's like someone passes away at 70 and like, oh, they just lived to 70 years old. It's like, no, did you take the vax? Yeah. We have to ask this because it's accelerated. We just lost a, a family friend who was 70 years old, somewhere about 70. Um, he was one of my, I consider him a mentor in, in, the, in my experience in hunting. He was, he went from fairly good health, to my knowledge, great health, to dead by cancer in 18 months. And mm -hmm. no one's questioning that. And it's like, but I know that there was a vax taken. So you're like, okay, that's phenomenal. Like you're not even, we don't even ask the question. We don't, I mean, because it wasn't death, it was murder. There's your difference, right? Yeah. So no, you're, you're right. You're right. You know, the number one story um, that came out, and I don't know how much you guys want to talk about it on Facebook, because, but a number one story on Zero Hedge, I don't know if this is number one story of the year, but this is number one viewed, was that the CDC finally released the VAERS safety monitoring analysis for the vaccines. Um, the CDC VAERS safety signals analysis based on reports from um, December 14th, 2020 to July 29th, 2022 for the mRNA COVID vaccine show clear safety signals for death and a range of highly concerning thromboembolic, cardiac, neurological, hemorrhagic, uh, you, you get it. Uh, there were 770 different types of adverse events that showed safety signals in 18 plus uh, of which over 500 had a larger safety signal than myocarditis and uh, uh, periodic. So more actually than just myocarditis. Yep. You know, the CDC analysis shows that the number of serious adverse events reported in less than two years is five times, uh, 5.5 times larger than all serious reports from vaccines uh, since 2009. Twice as many uh, reports were classified as serious compared to all other vaccines. And there are 96 safety, 96 safety signals for 12 to 17 year olds, which include myocarditis, pericarditis, Bell's palsy, um, genital ulcerations, high blood pressure, heart rate, menstrual irregularities, uh, just mm -hmm. a long list and 66 safety signals for five to seven, five to 11 years old. Again, myocarditis, pericarditis, uh, ventricle, uh, ventricle dysfunction. The safety signals cannot be dismissed as due to stimulated, exaggerated, or fraudulent or otherwise artificially inflated reporting, nor can they be dismissed. So finally, um, it's, it looks like the, um, the Epoch Times managed to get a hold of the CDC to release the results of its Bayer's safety signal monitoring, and they paint a very alarming picture. What bothers me about this is the fact that prior to COVID, VAERS numbers were taken seriously. Right. And so if you had reported deaths and injuries, if you had 25 to 50 deaths from a vaccine, mm -hmm. that thing's getting pulled. And who's yeah. monitoring that, okay? The FDA is looking at it. Like, the, like literally, the CDC is looking at, at, at these numbers. Um, and so what really bothers me about this is that what this proves is that the CDC is actively, for the first time since let's say the 1986 act, ignoring every bit of data on the VAERS. And, I, and, and I, what concerns me also moving forward is what about new vaccines? Are they gonna only ignore VAERS numbers for COVID vaccines or are they going to continue to ignore them for any vaccine that comes on the market or any drug that comes on the market? Well, I think- It's well, just I like think completely get rid of VAERS altogether. Maybe it's just becoming mainstream where before it's sort of like, you know, everyone knows that 
the standard treatment for cancer and various other ailments, heart problems and whatever, typically they don't exactly work. Right. And, you know, like the cancer treatments were created by Nazis to torture the Jews so and Christians. Cancer there. treatments like? Well, like the chemo and right. radiation and stuff like that. There's no, chemo is a great example. You've only have, I think it's 1% difference between non-chemo and chemo, chemo at the end of the day. Untreated cancer and chemo. If you go to right. chemo treatment and you, you end up with a 1% variance. So in other words, it's a complete failure. But it's a massive profit line. And it's, it's everything is just hugely expensive. And it's also the only treatment where doctors get a massive personal kickback on, ish, on subscribing chemo drugs. Really? Oh, yeah. They, and it's huge. It's like a 50% to 60% kickback. And to that, they go over, like in The Truth About Cancer with Ty and Charlene Bollinger, they go through some of the statistics that you're talking about, about the benefits of various mm -hmm. medical treatments. And I'd actually like to see someone like Dr. Frank kind of go over that because they talk about how they very selectively choose the people that are included in those numbers mm -hmm. and then it's over a very select period of time so it's like one little tiny point on this big bell curve and it's like oh yeah look at this like you know 15 percent of people that take this drug or whatever get better but what they don't tell you is like over the long run like with some of these things they're they end up worse than if you did nothing yep I but it's it. like oh yeah for you know this period of time of like two, three years or five years or whatever it is, like, yeah, you might have a slight improvement, but they're not looking at the long term. Real quick, back to the COVID thing, because this is huge. I mean, this was an article back in July 14, 2021. So as we're talking about VAERS data being ignored, watch this. This is Judicial Watch came out on that article, and they said that new VA, the VA records document COVID-19 vaccine adverse reaction reports among veterans Agency withholds detailed reports, CRT wording in vaccine plan. So they they knew this thing was going to fail. And even mm -hmm. by the standards of, so not only did you have the CDC doing this, which is public, your Veterans Administration also knew. And they've been through enough scandals of using soldiers as, as guinea pigs, mm -hmm. including the, um, the, there was a couple other, I'm thinking of it in a minute, but a couple of horrible vaccines that they gave them. But this whole thing that they knew going into this and still mandated. Remember, the military was handled in a much more uh, devastating manner because while employers and certain job statuses required it, you still had a choice of leaving that job. You always had a free exactly. will to get out. Military is captured when they sign their contract. So they can't get out. And their mm -hmm. refusal then is, they've, we've seen it because we've interviewed them, the military treated them like criminals. I mean, abused them. And I say that, like, isolated them from people, cut off their pay, um, started to, to and like, with there's been a Navy SEAL report now that's come out that they drove him almost to suicide because the things that they would do as special operations guys, they said, if you did not do this, we're going to make you pay for your tra your training. Well, the training is like a million to $2 million mm -hmm. worth of value. So they've used every single lever in the book, and there's no way these guys, many of these guys, that the guys that endured it have endured massive suffering. Mm -hmm. Aren't they supposedly allowed back in now? Is that hasn't it been like they've, removed? They've tried to, but I mean, trust me, this whole group now is like we're not going back in until there's justice, right? Right, but they have lifted it. They've they? had to because the entire recruitment of the military is just declining; it's falling off. In fact, they've right. even changed as of today or recently, like in the last week or so. They have allowed now. They've said that if you sign up for the military, COVID vaccines not required. 
Now, wow. wow. Why this is important, this is kind of a bigger piece of that, but it is outside of the scope. But this whole thing has been designed to dismantle the military and replace it with illegal aliens that will be fast-tracked to citizenship, that have no mm-hmm. understanding of the Constitution, and then to use a military to weaponize it against the people. That is its plan. Yeah, so, that's not going to work. No, it's not. But, I mean, that's why they've tried to destroy the military, so that they can rebuild it with people that are not, not Native American, not Native to this country. There's mm-hmm. that, but then it's gone. That's well, another it's, big story this year is it's gone woke. Well, yeah. also, yeah, it's kind of insanity that they push these medical treatments and things like the jabs because due to the physical fitness level of the average American, as many commentators point out, people can't just, like, join the military like they did in the old days. Right. Like in Vietnam, World War II, people were working outside, they're physically fit, and hey, you're already at a certain fitness level, so if you were to join the military, it's not that big of a jump to, you know, have a heavy pack on your back, grab your weapons, you know, hit the beachhead. But nowadays, people just physically can't do it. And it seems like Mike Adams was talking about how they were lowering the physical fitness requirement to like the women's standard. Yes. No, they have. Yeah. And they're just really trying to just grab anybody they can get. Well, they have another problem. You would not have been turned away. No. Today. No, I I could go in. I could. Well, I would hope not. No, what I mean is what happened to you. When you were turned away because of your, what was oh, it, oh, um, that's, asthma that's right. or whatever? Yeah, that was back yeah. in 1995 when I was I bet doing... they would, if, if if the standards of today were the standards of then, they would not have turned no, you they away. they would have rolled out a red carpet. They'd probably given me like a mm-hmm. private jet flying there or something, you know, like. I mean, Especially this... if you came in with a rainbow flag. Oh, I'd, oh exactly. I'd be in. All I have to ask, I just have to tell them I'm interested in, in getting my gender changed. And they'd be like. What do you want? You're in. You're in. Anything you, you want in, in the military. You and you'd self-identify as some sort of space alien or who knows what. <laughs> Just a cat will do. I told yeah, that. anything. Yeah, I, I self-identify as meow. There you go. So it's like, You know, the final big story of the year um, was the Palestine East Palestine uh, train wreck. Yeah, right here in Ohio. I think mm-hmm. that was, the, honestly, I'm not being biased here. That's the biggest story of the year for me because, I mean, that shook the world. I'm gonna I'm gonna that. top that story, but we'll get to it in a minute. I am willing to top it, and you're oh, not gonna roll your eyes gosh. at it either. Gosh, you're not gonna roll your eyes. But at that it. was huge. I mean, Michelle, I didn't know how big it affected the world. We went live on Facebook, and again, that was one of the videos that kind of pulled us out of the censorship. We had 165,000 views in one night um, with us just talking about in the dark. By the way, you couldn't even see it. We were on a wreck, walk, uh, talking about this Facebook, train wreck. Yeah. And uh, we actually went down. We were able to be in studio with Mike Adams, and we t- we discussed the um, the vinyl chloride going into the air. Uh, the the amount of pollution that went into the soil, that went into the water system from this explosion. And we had the the governor of Ohio give the okay. This was a controlled burn. This was not the the the, Which the train, literally the train derailed. And then it was a controlled, supposedly, but there was nothing controlled. They set it on fire. You know, got the science background to make that call. They set it on fire. They didn't have to. First of all, a controlled burn is something that is in an environment that can be controlled. So it's not a controlled burn. Well, like people say, in order to get rid of it, it has to be incinerated at an extremely high temperature. Right. Yes. So So just just any regular fire is not going to do it. But but here's the thing that really bothers me about this, is that it 
took something that was inherently on its own, yes, bad, not inert, but not as dangerous as when it when you lit this thing on fire. Mm -hmm. It it changed the chemical mm -hmm. into a forever chemical that causes cancer at the very like almost just by looking at it. Right. But it did. It wasn't that chemical, and I is escaping me right now what it was. Um, the the, not, the vinyl chloride is what spilt. Yeah. Okay. The and then it turned the into these dioxins once they actually lit it on fire. Right. So they took something that would have been just bad and they made it catastrophic. And we do not yet know the health ramifications that it is going to have on these people. I mean, you, this is going to make Flint, Michigan look like child's play yeah, of cancers. And so what we did is we did a, a an event and we were like, you all need to take this salt, pray over it, and throw it in the water because we're at a place where only God is going to be able to protect these people from what has happened. And we went to oh, the river. Also. And we went down to the Ohio River and put our yeah, salt in the river and did it ourselves. white foam stuff all over the side. You could see it. Yeah, There's well, a and, and the drift, precedence for The that. drift was Second huge. Kings too. The part of that was so significant is its drift. The drift went yes. right over Amish country. And, and, and the critical piece here, which mm -hmm. the research I was following on that, is that it was the wells. They were, they're setting up, I don't know how many people have been following this, but Ohio and up there is the new Silicon Valley. They're trying to build yeah. the new wafer chips for EVs. And this is where Intel has been building these new high-capacity production. I mean, this is coming out of Hillsboro, Oregon. They're building out these new advanced production capabilities for chips, and they're building them so fast that literally they design them, they build them, they get them running, and they pack them up. And these are experimental machines one off and they send them out to, to your area out to Ohio because this is okay. the new center for chip development. Now, what do they need wow. for chip development? They need water. And what do they, how do they need to get water? Water is rights. And especially with the Amish country, those rights are not easily accessible, except mm. if you can prove that the water is contaminated. And if you can okay. prove the water is contaminated, you can now seize the wells by EPA rules and you no longer have any, they no longer have any authority over their own water. So there is a huge part of this that was in my, I, I don't have any question that that was a designed issue. I don't think it was any accident. I don't even like using the word. And I know this sounds- Well, these train derailments we found <laughs> well, out happen well, kind of, all the time. Well, that's and there's a wake no up contingency call. For, these, yeah. for these chemicals. Right. You're just going to blow them up. You don't have like, you don't have a forklift to put it in some giant semi, okay? No, they, they had they had no contingency plan. You're saying that it, it was the temperature had to stay at a certain temperature. Well, they could have actually brought in a refrigerant truck. They could have kept it at the right temperature. There well, was no plan at all. The company's trying to save money by laying off all the maintenance crew that are maintaining the rail lines right. and, and the train cars. And then, you know, other people have been commenting like, hey, you know, it seems like there's a lot of train derailments lately all over the place. But this is the one that kind of woke people up. Well, I think to like, Scott's wow, point is, is was was this an accident? Right. Well, obviously, to his point, I mean, he's dead on that it's not an accident because, I mean, if you see trains derailing all over the place, yeah. you'd logically think, wow, there's a problem. <laughs> like you have a few cars <laughs> Yes, they're put would. off of the production line and they have a particular issue, then, whoa, you know, we got to recall them, we got to fix them, something. Well, we found out later after this, this was so funny to me, is that the after this spill and we all go, oh my gosh, this is so bad and the world's looking at it. And then you have like kind of the train people come in and like, 
Well, we have train derailments all the time. Y'all just don't hear about it. So why did we hear about it? Why was it a big deal? If these tra if these train derailments are happening happening as often as they as, as they are and have been, but most people think that that train derailment resulted in an explosion. It did not. They set they, it on fire. They set it on fire. Right. So, I mean, that's the biggest. That's that's the underlying story. That's the so untold then story. The, 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 to me, going, that smoke's going clear through Pennsylvania, New York, yeah, into Canada. Although, yeah, that's where I go in with the nefariousness. The train derailment could have been an accident, but I can tell you right now, they knew exactly what they were doing when they lit that puppy on fire. Oh, absolutely. And that's why I go back to the Amish water. You know, Pete Chambers was up there. They were doing water samples with the Amish. And they well, that's when we met Pete because he was bringing those results back to Mike Adams. And we met mm -hmm. him that day down at the okay. studio. So, I mean, that, there's, Texas. there's your, that's the connection. And then, and we get into the Amish were under attack. And again, it's also polluting your, your purest food, your purest soil, all of those right. things. And that, that's generational land. Mm -hmm. And again, it goes back to everything you've been talking about, Leah, birthrights to land. I mean, this is yeah. literally, this whole mm -hmm. thing is a war on land. You don't have a right to do this. Okay. This is let everybody know. You do not have a right to create a chemical that can, if exploded, give thousands of people cancer, cancer and then destroy the farmland for the hundreds or thousands of miles. Right. And like you guys are pointing out, they're the ones that sell the products. They're typically non, the old odor Amish Mennonite. They sell mm -hmm. non-GMO, real natural products, foods. Yeah, meat yeah. products right so we get some for free just the, the fish were dying it, you know this was this was a um it, and honestly so it kind of tarnishes their I look land. At governor mike dewine that's another big story i mean i know it's uh, ohio but this happened this year where um our state legislature passed a bill it's called the the um safe act and it was the uh uh it was to ban uh, transgender surgeries for minors and hormonal treatments for minors and to keep biological males out of women's sports, okay? Mike DeWine has been co-opted by Satan. It's very logical. I mean, that's pretty logical, right? Yes. Biological males out of women's sports. So this supposedly pro-life Republican governor locked us down. He was one of the, he was along with the blue states locking us down, masking us up. And then um, he let the pastors decide if they wanted to stay open of uh, the churches. But then he made the mass mandates for everybody. And then he, with this East Palestine decision that he helped make, he was there for all of two seconds and he hightailed out of there. And we have not heard hide nor hair out of DeWine about East Palestine. He has not been there. He has not had this is a this is a worldwide natural disaster. And he is ignoring it and making and, and why is he ignoring it? It's literally the whole world is looking at it, and he's like, it just, it, it kind of didn't happen, folks. You're fine. Drink the water. Yeah, you can believe that you're in the power of God. You can go there. It will not harm you. Or you can believe that, okay, this is a really bad situation, so, you know, everyone should possibly leave a certain area around it, but you can't just avoid it and then say, okay, no problem here, but I'm not going there. You know, I don't want to be around it, but, you know, you guys just go there and live and do your thing. It's got now. Die early. I've never seen anything like it. You like may it. now insert the "let's just kill them all" speech if you'd like. No, we don't need I'm that. Joking. I'm joking. It's, yeah, He's I mean, that's joking, what, Facebook. Yeah, we're just joking. <laughs> we're just we're joking, joking about. We're joking like the USDA said. Right. Stop it with ivermectin. Well, yes. there is something we're not. I, we need to mention some real activism here. I'm just getting it up. <clears throat> 
Hang on a minute. And it's um, some of our own, which are the Taylors, right? Yes, the Taylors. Yeah, the Taylors. Okay, I'm trying to find the prayer we just did for them. Yeah, so the Taylors have been. Uh, they have. They've. They have been. Bard's amazing. Nation. Yes. They have been amazing. They're with a group who decided that they were going to. They have Ross Industries. Environmental. Environmental. It's not is very environmental. A, is, is, is a. Um, what do they call it? It's an it? incinerating plant for toxic it's waste. It's a toxic waste, and it, it's the highest level of toxic waste incineration that you can get. And they, uh, East Palestine, all this junk, I don't know, I don't even know how this happened, but they they supposedly cleaned it up, and they scooped up all this dirt, okay, and they they they, they took it to Ross Environmental, which is in an, in an, in an, in a, uh, it's basically in a neighborhood, okay, and they want to build this giant forever um, kind of, you have to put it somewhere when you're done with it, like when you incinerate it and they want to build this forever place. It's called a monofill Thank and they you. want it to be 50 feet like tall. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it doesn't even really it's have like, any kind of 25 or 50 acres, any, or any way to keep it from seeping into the waterway. They kind of put tarps down. And so anyway, so what, so what we're looking at here with Ross environmental, this is, it makes the story much bigger because it brings awareness to the fact that we even have these toxic waste incinerating plants that none of us want to think about. We just want to close our eyes and go, We've thank God there's people that do this. With what? Oh, in times past with like areas where they're storing nuclear waste or yes. whatever it might be. And so, where this is where I was kind of like I kind of became instantly a, a greenie when we interviewed Elizabeth Retray and um, Karen Karen uh, on this and, and and Scott had them on his show and Mike Adams had them on his show. This is how big of a deal that that what they're doing there. Ross Environmental got the contract and that's the thing we're talking about big money. We're talking like this is it's so big they got the contract of East Palestine and incinerating. Oh, the that's waste. where the money went. The so, money went to an industry. It didn't go to help the the, so, the town. So Ross Industries wants to expand what they do and this is yeah, where they're just wanting the you know money. For I have a profit. problem. We shouldn't even need them. Yeah. And the fact that we as consumers are okay with the fact that we need a place that is there in not to to kind of essentially they're like sin eaters, but they're not sin eaters because they're not really getting rid of this right. stuff. It's so so there's untold ramifications of people that live in the town around Ross Environmental that started with just some guy that's burning trash in his backyard and yeah. now we're at like a million billion dollar company where when something like East Palestine happens they call up Ross Envi- Environmentals and said here we're bringing this contract to you which they would have brought it to another company that's south of them but they're in lawsuit because of people being too sick of their existence. Like literally but the being tailors, ill. the tailors actually have a petition. Yes. That they were able to go through the whole process. That's what you guys have been okay, praying so for. Okay, so let me and let me just give an update on, on that. Because we, we just we just prayed on this on Sunday. This was the praise report. I mean we, we this was came in, in our praise report for Sunday. Praise the Lord of Lords, Ross referendum petition was approved by the Lorraine County Board of Election uh, elect electons or elect, I guess electons, I don't know what that is, without discussion. It is issue 19. It is being sent to the Secretary of State for final approval, Kevin and Christine Taylor. 
So I guess yeah. it's going to yeah. be on the ballot. They're, right? they're in the chat right now under Buckeyes, if anybody's on our Resistance Chicks Rumble. Um, it says, guess where the waste from these new tech companies is likely to go? Shh, ask me later. It's farmland and it's residential where they want to expand, by the way. And, and the question is being asked, is Lake Erie the target? Because if it goes to Lake Erie, you're in international waters at that point. Um, and then, and then, and then I think it's Christine in the chat says, "Who wants them there?" Uh, and, and that's the big question. Right. So this who, is all gets back to this, this. This gets back to this big expansion, and this is where you're going to find, if you're paying attention to politicians, and, you, and I'm including, you're going to include Trump in this, you're going to find out that you know Ohio's got this big focus on the new future, of, and they're going to they're going to qualify it under the military industrial complex because it's national security. This is how they're yeah. moving a lot of this. Because we become dependent, as they will tell you, on Chinese-made chips. So the Intel's been getting massive influx of money to build the new chips for the next generation of EVs, smart cities, all the things that we absolutely detest because it's all about yeah. grid and, and a total enslaved system. And Ohio's becoming one of the new hubs for this. And it's all happening, and they need because... to say— and it's Go ahead. Well, and it's not only that. It's the tech of the last 100 years where— you have people that just want to serve their community by, you know, becoming a firefighter or something. But now that's a very toxic environment to be in. And a lot oh, of them sure. get really sick because that's they are up. taking in the dioxins at every fire they go to. Where all yeah, the PVC really pipes wow, are melting down Matt. and all these electronic gadgets in the house. It's not like the old days, like in the 1800s or something wood. where it's like wood. Wood. Yeah, basically, you have like a sod roof or something. Yeah, so we have a a real problem. I mean, Ohio is an interesting hub. It's just becoming extremely focused on a lot of this. I don't think it's any accident that you had your transgender policy passed, all of these things, because this is truly, when we get into this tech, this tech is all satanic anyway. It's all fallen tech. Well, and God had us do a deep dive, thanks to um, like Alfred Kinsey and things like that, and come to find out, you know, I never paid much attention to the fact that Rockefeller started Standard Oil here in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And I didn't pay much attention to the fact that William uh, McKinley is here from Ohio and he um, beat out. um, He was um, the Biden, essentially. Yeah, basically. And you've got so much here in Ohio that is a spiritual. You beat up Williams, Jenning, Bryant and. you, we've got so many spiritual things that we have to deal with and the heavenly high places. And this goes to the big story of what, you know, I would say Bard's Nation and M- Michelle and I and, and Matt have been working on is the heavenly places and moving heavenly realms. And that's the big story of, you know, our, our, our year this year is Bard's Fest and, right, and that's praying. That's where I was the going. The biggest story of the whole year. Yes, yeah. I told you, Michelle, there was a bigger one. Okay, is, oh, that, is that, your, that what you were getting to? Yeah. Yep. Oh. All right, let's let's end with that. Go ahead, Kesterson. No, I just think it's a fantastic. I think this is the biggest story of the year. That it doesn't <laughs> have to be the headline story; it just has to be the movement story. We literally brought together, uh, uh, we brought both of our group, our quote nations together, to bring together what was truly a transformational event. We had Holy Spirit present there. There was no question that we witnessed the miracles and the fivefold ministries right there and before our very eyes. I, they, I keep saying how one of the most significant photos of the entire Bards Fest was the empty wheelchair. That, yes. that is distinct. I took that picture, by the way. Oh, did you really? That's awesome. It was on, it was, I was, it was late Sunday. We were getting ready to like, or no, Monday. It was Monday. What day did we leave? Sunday? 
Okay, so it was it was late in the afternoon on Sunday after the baptisms, and it was sitting down there, and I was like, I'm taking a picture of this. The lady literally left her wheelchair there. Yeah, I mean, we just, it was incredible. What we witnessed there was a coming together. Everybody was touched, and everybody that's left there has been a, in, a changed. There's no it question. It didn't stop, and that's, yeah. that's the big story. Right, it okay, is. Okay, you go to a concert, you enjoy it, you're fine. It hasn't stopped. I mean... Every single person in in our circle, our circle as in well. your circle, um, nice. And you know, Matt. I mean, you've been even touched, haven't you? Coming back from Bards Fest, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've we've everybody seen, has been, and I have been, and I mean, and people continue to be. And that goes to a, a, the, an honorable mention for big story of the year is Sound of Freedom. Oh, I was going to do that. Yes, so huge. Yeah, it's and it's not, let me let me do that because I've been I was sitting on that and I, it didn't flow and so I didn't actually say it. You guys, when Scott mentioned sex trafficking earlier and the 34 that were you know um, arrested and it kind of being like a, a you know distraction here, but but seriously, what Sound of Freedom did was awaken the entire world to something that only the conspiracy theorists have been talking about. And so I'm going to tell you this: in the Senate and in Congress, they have actually been boldly coming out and talking about sex trafficking, but it's only been after the Sound of Freedom came out. And what Sound of Freedom did is they legitimized the statements that we've been saying, this stuff is really going on. This goes to Operation Vineyard and Bards FM and, and the vision that God has placed on Scott Kesterson's and heart. The elites using these, kids, yeah. these stories are real. Yeah. These kids are really being sex trafficked. And now we can boldly talk about it because of one film. It is the right now, if you go on your Amazon Prime, boom, it's there. You, you can, can watch, watch it. it it's the number Send one it thing. To all it pops your friends up. and family, you guys, you can watch it now online. This is so huge. So I, I honestly, I am so excited because for years we have been labeled, oh, you conspiracy theorists, you know, it's not really as much as you think that it is and all this, that, and the other. And then you take an actor like Jim Caviezel and yeah. you take a man like Tim Ballard yeah. and they have now put it right in front of everyone and said, look at it. You have to look at it. And this film, if you haven't seen it yet, yeah. because you're like, oh, I can't watch that kind of thing. On a scale of one to 10, they were like a, it was 0.5 of yeah. reality. Yeah. Anyone can watch this film. Yeah, it absolutely. was not the, the, the actual reality of how it's bad it is. It's very tastefully done. It, it could was, have been, you know, a lot more. We had people that were upset it was not more graphic. Mm -hmm. All right. So I've got, some, this is, this is going to tie right into, I'm going to do this because this was the word this morning. It was so powerful on the show this morning. It was really God painting the whole picture of into 2024. And this was, we, we were in the context of Talking Bards Nation, which I think is important to share here because I think it affects both of us in a big way. So the one thing that was shown is that, the, and it, this goes back to Flemingsburg. And what we've really seen is it's not about bringing, it's not about changing identities. It's about bringing tribes together. So the Bards Fest event was bringing tribes together. We saw Resistance Nation, Bards Nation. We saw a representative there of Navajo Nation there, right, which is a bigger representation of First Nations. And we had Pastor Devonese, which has now opened up a massive connection now into the Black Church of America, which has been fantastic. And we're going to break down those walls and start building the one church of Christ. Amen. The, the other big thing, which I go to Sunday morning, and Leah, your incredible testimony there about the presence of the Holy Spirit and the, real, the realness of the church again. What was not there? There were no walls. There was nothing to limit Holy Spirit from right, and it was in the in in the world where we felt it. So what I was put on this morning was that God's like, 
and this was all part of the morning show, was that this is where, as a representation of Bar's Fest, the tribes will begin to assemble and, and will start coming together in the one body of Christ. But here's where it goes next, and it was really fantastic, that the operation going forward and focus will be Operation Vineyard. But, uh. and, but this goes to Michelle's word that she gave me and went on October 4th, which is Operation Vineyard. I have it right here. Operation Vineyard is bigger than you know. Yeah. And, he, and here's where he, he laid it out. He said there are three aspects, and this comes from Operation Vineyard, rescue, heal, restore. And we focus those initially just on children, but we know it's much bigger than that, especially if we look at Bard's Fest. The next level is the three aspects of this, which we'll call operational which was restoring the church, um, raising up the shepherds, the, uh, in the, the shepherds of ministry, and the final one is mission work, which was domestic and local in your communities. I thought that was fantastic. And all of that then has underneath it the structure of county by county. So you start to see it all come together, at least for me. And I look at this and go, wow, that's really fantastic. Because that's really the core at least for my focus is going into 2024 where we're going to make the greatest impact. And when we start to do that, and the shepherds was a whole word that I gave last week on the show, which is about the difference between shepherds and stewards. The stewards, as I as, as kind of described, is the stewards are the ones that make sure when the window's broken in a house, it gets repaired. When the water doesn't work, they get repaired. When they, they maintain the grass, they maintain the paint, that's the steward. But the shepherd is the David. The shepherd is a mm-hmm. David that goes out in front and finds the threat and protects the flock, that goes after the one and, keep, and not just the 99. Those, that's the shepherds. And we don't have enough of the spirit of shepherds, in particular in men. And so we raise that up in the, the spirit of the shepherd. We start to build the warriors of Christ once again, which I think is fantastic. So anyway, that's the word from this morning. I am so excited about where God is taking us. And we can round off with this. Um, and when I say us, I mean the body of Christ, right? The God is taking the pastors to the pews and the patriots to the pulpit and the body of Christ is arising to, to literally transform the entire world and to get rid of these tyrants. And, and this was put in the chat earlier today. Um, uh, 2024 tyrants, no more. Like this is, this is what this I year like is going to be about 2024 tyrants, no more. Um, before we get to a round off, cause I don't want to lose anybody. This is really important. So hold your little piece unless you need to leave. No, go ahead. Okay. That's, what do you got? Oh, I was just going to say that Bards is just the representative of going back to the book of Acts and say like these big institutions of, with buildings and everyone's just kind of stuck in the pews and, you know, it's just kind of dead and dry and it's not really effective. But yeah. if we're involved in the local communities and county by county and everything, then you can really have active change. I have no idea what that was. I literally have no idea what that was. Nicely done. <laughs> Keep going, Matt. You just was that, was that you? Yeah, it was. You pressed a button on your keyboard. <laughs> Keep going, yeah, Matt. Want, want for the church. <laughs> yes, but, but, Matt. but we don't but we don't really I, em- embrace our community. Because, I think I know what it was, but I'm not sure. Because Let's anyone that's that grown up in small town America, like everybody knows everybody. And and you know, I love uh, what's the guy that had the the show about the people being persecuted down at the local community events? That movie we watched. Uh, no idea. The the movie we watched just a couple weeks ago at the theaters. Yeah, down here. 
Anyway, blank faces. Blank faces. This is it really was a going really well. impactful film. Yeah, this is, we don't remember the name of the name of the guy or the movie, but the point being that you know you see these clips on social media of oh this person went down to uh, to some sort of local community. Was it Dinesh Souza's well, yeah, movie? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and people can get afraid to be involved because they think oh like the worst thing in the world's going to happen, but. I mean, those are kind of extreme examples because if you're in a community where everybody knows everybody and you're actively involved, then you can have a dialogue with, yeah. with people and you can say, hey, you know, I know you, you know me. Let's, that's what the let's talk about this. Yes. Yeah, that's what the tailors are doing in a community. Level. Yeah, I love that because a lot of times if your community is small, like people, like even decades ago, they'd watch the local uh, political channel on television instead of watching Monday Night Football or something. Why not watch the local so county, county commission or city commission meeting? And it's yeah, so no, it's close. Like literally you can, before the internet even, like you can just drive down there to the meeting and say, hey, I, I know you're talking about this, but I mean, have you thought about this angle of it? And this is where God's moving us or something. Uh-huh. And we can get involved in that local level. It was police state. Please yep, state. Exactly. There you go. Yep. Thank you. Okay. Michelle. So getting involved in your local community level, I have a request from someone from Bards Nation. Um, Matt, I'm going to lose you here for a second because I didn't put you on this screen. But um, Ryan and Angie Howard have had asked me to share this on our show. And they have put together a, uh, a donation raffle that you can find on Howard's Handmade on their Facebook but you can also just donate, and I'm going to tell you how to do that, and I'm going to ask Nikki to put this in the chat if she can. Um, apparently, there is a husband and wife team, faithinhisbloodgospeltracks.com, faithinhisbloodgospeltracks.com, and they put together thousands of tracks, like gospel tracks, and their printer has died. And so Angie has taken it upon herself to do a raffle, but they're also trying to raise a thousand dollars to get them like a, to get brother Dan and his family, a, a new printer to be able to continue to do these tracks. So you can go to Howard's handmade and join the raffle, or you can just donate at Angie's PayPal, Angie, A N G I E Howard one at hotmail.com Angie Howard one at hotmail.com. And here's the thing. She calls me and I'm like, okay, so is brother Dan part of Bard's nation? Like, how do we know brother Dan? So apparently, Angie is in a group with Nikki, with I think uh, a Jeff and a Christy, okay, and on from I think in like a, a Bard's Telegram group or something like that, and they introduced her to this Brother Dan guy. They tell Brother Dan about Bard's, and Brother Dan's like, oh, that's really cool. And then they tell Brother Dan about Resistance Chicks, and he's like, oh my gosh, my wife knows about Resistance Chicks. And then she proceeds to tell me, and I think they're from near you. And they're like some Gibson something near Cincinnati. I was like, I don't know if any Gibson near Cincinnati. And they look it up and they're like, oh, it's a town called Goshen. I said, Goshen, that's right down the street. So literally she looks it up. She goes, he has the same zip code as you. Or same, yeah, the same zip code. So this is such a small world yep. that from Angie and Nikki getting a hold of some guy who's doing gospel tracks, literally delivering them in my community, not knowing that he's delivering them in my community, asks us to share this whose wife knows who we are. So here's what I was thinking. Out of everybody that's watching between Resistance Chicks and Bards Nation, if everybody went to Angie's PayPal and gave two bucks, mm -hmm. because they already have a donation of 200 bucks. Oh, wow. So everybody that's watching live, I feel like everybody could do two bucks. And I'm not this type of person, but I'm doing this math right now. Two bucks. Everybody that's watching live. So Angie, I want you, I want you guys to go to her PayPal right now. Okay. 
Um, and it's just Angie Howard one at hotmail.com. Angie Howard one at hotmail.com and donate and let's get them this printer so that they can continue to do gospel tracks in our community. That's it's purely selfish. That actually. Awesome. So I wanted to share that. Um, I know I had something else to share too, but my mouse is being a little bit squirrely and we may just end up stuck on this screen until oh, my mouse decides to come back. Nice. Oh, there we go. Nope. Wait, it's almost there. Wonderful. It's, kind of, we're, it's we're wanting really to move. Michelle. Yes, Kesterson. I'm excited. You're excited? Yeah, Wait, with my, your stuck my mouse. This is great. Okay, so no, that is absolutely amazing. I'm really shocked. That's really cool. Did your mouse die? I don't know if my mouse has died or if we have. Oh, no, there it's back. All right, I think okay. I can do a, I'm going to do a switch. So the little switcheroo here. But you can go to uh, Faith in His Blood Gospel Tracks, T R A C T S dot com. Awesome. Um, let me go back down here and see if I can scroll. And finally, you know, all you have people here. Have, uh, we do have a revival. I was going to tell them about that, but I'm 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 limited in what I can do here, which is uh, well. Let me tell them about it. Upsetting. So, uh, a week from uh, two weeks from now, uh, it's going to well less than two weeks on uh, January thirteenth in Oxford, Indiana. Everybody is welcome. It's called the uh, Dan Patch mm -hmm. Revival. Revival. And uh, we've got some Bards and some Resistance Chicks viewers, Tag and Becky, um, who came to Bards Fest and got filled with the Holy Ghost, and they would like to bring the Holy Ghost to their section of Indiana. So come and bring the Holy Spirit if you've we got it, and if you need it, it's up to God. People, we'll get, we will. Uh, we have people thinking about coming from New Jersey. Nikki, I want you to come. Nikki and Jack were thinking Hi. about coming, Okay. So we want as many of you guys, if you need a touch of God, because here's the deal, going back, Scott Kesterson, to what you said is the largest story of 2023, which is Bards Fest. Mm -hmm. We talked about afterwards sending Brian and Alicia across the country. So many people were asking like, hey, my brother Bill, I think he got demons. He needs deliverance. Can you come here? Well, we can't come everywhere, but we are going to Indiana. And so if, you're, if your brother Bill needs deliverance. And here's the thing, guys, if you uh, would like to have Michelle and I really can't travel as much, but Brian and Alicia are open to traveling. That's good. So if you can bring them in, you know, if you're if your home group can fly them in and maybe put them in somebody's house and feed them, they will have their massive deliverance. Okay, Michelle and I, our kind of shtick is we'll get y'all filled with the Holy Ghost. Ghost. Okay, we'll give you a Brian word and of Alicia. The you need to bring. You need some deliverance in your neighborhood. You need to bring your, you know, your your kid who's got you know stuck on heroin and some demons cast out. I highly recommend you guys talk to your small groups. And get and fund and, and it's a small fund and get them get them in get Brian and Alicia in to your small group. I will they, I will tell you firsthand because I whenever I go to Glad Tidings I work with Brian on his team, and so that's and even I'm in that's Isaiah 61 now. I mean that's the team um, they've asked me to come down to be on the team. Brian is no kidding. He's one of the best out there in deliverance. They're amazing, both of them. Yeah, Brian and, and Alicia, Brian Alicia. They're off amazing. the chain, man. Yeah. Really Everybody are. was almost all these people like they came up, they gave me a word, they gave me a word, they just filled with the Holy Ghost. So final th thoughts, I kind of gave mine. Um, Matt, what are your thoughts about 2023? 2023 and, or 2024? Both. Where what well, 2023 it, and 2024? It goes along with what I was saying earlier. It's just people really embracing a relationship with God, and then that just flows out into their local community. And it's really as simple as that, because when we have schools and government and a lot of aspects of society where people just don't see God anymore and they see all the loud, flashy things of the world, then you can kind of see how society went into the crazy land. But, 
you know, when people realize that, hey, God's there, I've experienced him in my own life personally, and then that just overflows out that you want to give that to others. Right. Like Peter, like silver, silver and gold I have none, but what I have I can give mm -hmm. unto you. You know, where you want people filled with the Spirit in relationship, and that just logically includes expanding the kingdom. It's not like, oh, we're saved, we're just going to sit in a church somewhere, but it's like you want that to flow out yeah. into the government and, you know, getting rid of corrupt public schools and that sort of thing. But I taught that the, you know, robber barons and industrial revolution was a great thing. That you know, transporting chemicals on trains across the country is awesome or something like that. <laughs> You're all going to hell. Do you have one thing, Matt, that stood, stood out to you this year? No pressure. Yeah, nothing, no big. That's good. Well, I just love how, you know, God's just using all sorts of things in society to really draw people near to him and just seeing people rise up and seeing people just say no. Like, even people that aren't necessarily saved or whatever, like, they're just, no, we're not taking the jabs anymore. Yeah. We're not locking down. We're not putting on masks. We're not. I ain't going to do it. Yeah, we're not doing it anymore. Wearing. And the one occasional one-off person in a store that's still wearing a mask, like everyone looks at him like, like, you know, what is going on with you? You know, it's just really empowering just to see it, people through that the lockdowns really, really turn to God and really see, yes. say, wow, like I could lose my job or all these things are going on. Like I need the Lord. And people sort of are like, waking like, up what, to Christianity. Like it everyone has, from yes. the average person, like a a child that's, stuck trying to do public school on a electronic device somewhere to Tucker Carlson to anywhere in between. Every single person is it's really being, being moved by the God. Holy Spirit. That's yeah. the big story, 2023. Yes. yes, it is. It is yes. the biggest story of the year and it is reflected by Bard's Fest. So I'm gonna, this is what I'm gonna say. Tyrants, be ready because we're coming for you. And Scott Kesterson went a little um, Rambo on me the other day on his show went a little and so I just sent him a little message and I was like you know what spiritually speaking 100% I am coming after these people and I'm yeah. coming after them big time the demon is going to flee and if the body goes with it then so be it but either way this tyranny is going to stop and you are going to find yourself with a millstone tied around your neck and we are spiritually going to throw these people into the bottom of the sea. So what I'm looking for in 2024, and is everybody needs to, your number one thing is to put on your breastplate of righteousness because it covers all of your vital organs. And most of y'all have your helmet of salvation and you got your shield of faith and you sure as heck have that daggum giant rodeo-sized belted buckle of truth. I know y'all got that, okay? Not many of you are walking in the shoes of the gospel of peace, but okay. But number one the one that gets neglected the most is that breastplate of righteousness. And it had better be on you guys, because I'm telling you what is coming is bringing an angel of death with it. And I'm going to be a part of it. And you guys are going to be a part of it. And so looking into 2024, number one, I'm going to go in, in chronological order here. Today is our seventh year anniversary for Resistance Chicks. I'm super excited about this. Um, I don't know where God is going to take Resistance Chicks moving forward, but things are shifting and moving, and we are so glad that you guys have been with us. Some of you have been with us for seven years. Barry in the chat, you get some sort of daggum award. Uh, Britt Baza there for being with us this long. Then in 10 days, 
our very own Mr. Kesterson has a birthday. Yeah. So I would like to officially, for for all of Bards Nation and Resistance Chicks family and us, to say we love you. We are so thankful for you. And a very happy early birthday to Scott Kesterson. Thank you. And so uh, you guys need to know that if you didn't already know, because he's probably not on his own show going, tooting his own horn going, it's my birthday. Um, but I will toot toot. Uh, it's Scott's birthday coming up in 10 days. Then in April, you guys can just put this little feather in your cap. We are talking about doing an event that Bards Nation would be involved in and Scott would fly out for, which is the solar eclipse um, in Brookville, Ohio, at Pastor Neil Peterson's church. Oh, you're not in the path of totality. So you guys can just put that put that on the calendar. It's April 8th. It's very important. We'll tell you about the significance of that later. I just want you guys to mark that on your calendar. Following that, I don't know the exact dates, but we have another Isaiah 61 conference that yep. Resistance Chicks will be live streaming every day of that, just like we did um, a couple of months ago. Then I can, I think I can officially say we will be doing another Bards Fest. It will be in Fleming's uh, And you did have a conversation with Willie the other day. It's huge. Um, so uh, you guys can look forward to that. There's big things coming, but my big word for the year, and then I'm going to toss it back to Scott to, to round us off here. And I said this to Leah, I don't know if you guys have seen the hunger games. Uh, I think it's like the last, like one of the middle ones or whatever, where they're, um, there's that clock part that's ticking and it's like every time that it turns another um, really bad thing happens. Mm -hmm. The Lord spoke to me and said, look out every single month for something huge for the wow. next 12 months. Like, like world earth shattering huge every single month for the next 12 months. Um, something God's doing. Not and something that God's doing. doing. And that's the thing. We have got to stop <laughs> looking because they all have their plans. The Bible says that God laughs at the wicked. And I'm telling you what, this is a prophetic word from the Lord right now. 2024 yeah. is the year where you will literally hear the voice of God laughing at the wicked. Perfect. I'm done. Okay, so. 2024, year of the door where, you know, God's opening the doors. And that's good. The captives are set free and Ooh, moving that's forward. Really good. 2024, the year of the door. Open the door, set the captives free. So, birthday boy, right. what do you got? First of all, confirming your word I said it this morning. This is the year that God shows up. Amen. That was that was a word this morning. When Holy Spirit, straight up, powerful. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to read this quote from chat. It's just typically my people. The mask is a fashion statement now, a dumb one. Thank you. Perfect. Straight up. <laughs> so that was kind of sums up the entire year, 2023. Uh, Bars Fest is no no doubt. I think the most significant event of the year, even whether you were there or not. One of the biggest things we didn't touch on is that even people that weren't there were touched, and moved and shaken, in the power of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> all the way through watching it online or whether you were present. Everybody felt it. So that's huge. I think the biggest thing coming out of that year is to realize that we were overcomers. We overcame. And the, the call, the, the word that was given for the last year's Christmas special, which was answering the call, that has been shown again and again that everyone this year that has been stepping in has been answering the call to God increasingly or becoming aware of the need to, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do here, there's going to there's an increasing tendency of this this entire influence and propaganda campaign to draw us into the fight of the flood, the blood of against flesh on flesh. And that is exactly not where we need to be. And so that's the comment Michelle ref referenced to, which was last Friday night's show, which was just a moment in that point when the, in the message I was giving, cause I was on a flow really even caught me off guard that I was able to step into that old way of, of focusing on battle as if we were going to get into the fight with the blood and flesh and steel. 
that's not the way this fight's going to be won, and there's no way we can overcome demons in the spirit realm by doing that sort of fight. We are literally fighting in a spirit realm. We are taking on principalities. We are using the authorities of heaven that is given to us, and that is the entire focus everybody has to be at. And just to mm. underline this, because I, I, people need to appreciate this, I had a conversation this morning with uh, Pete Chambers. He's on the border. He's in a uh, undisclosed location. It is getting very dangerous down there. Mm. And in talking to him and telling him, and we are lining up our our what we're doing and keeping in sync, he is 100% in agreement with what I just said. That the only way we will ever win this is if we fight this in the spirit first. They are yeah. the man on the ground, and they are literally on the wall. You have to understand that. They are, they are the watchers on the wall right now. But they are, and what they have to do will be by the hand of God only. But the most important thing to realize is the biggest part of this fight is going to be carried out by those that are willing to step in and fight in principalities. Yeah. So I go back to that word that was given today, the whole structure of it. Rescue, heal, restore. That's not limited to children. It's limited to everybody. And we yeah. start to get into the authorities given to us by Christ, the powerful authorities, which as Dave, Pastor Dave Bryant refers to as the short list, spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, healing the sick and the broken, casting out demons, raising the dead, and then the fifth element, seeking greater works. When yeah. we start to walk into that and we start to live, living into that and trying to get those down, we are now we're bringing in, and all we have to ultimately do at this point in time is make sure we're answering, asking God for those authorities and, the, and what we need for the anointments and the mantles that we carry. And then most importantly, going through the process and being willing to, to be refined. And that's going to be the hardest thing for a lot of people to step into. But you have to get used to the fact that in order to get closer to God, you're going to have to burn out all that is not God and being God purely in your life. And yeah. that's the fires of refinement. So that means the dross has to be burned and the, and the silver has to be refined so you can be remolded and shaped into what he wants you to be. And when we do that and we are committed to that path, there is a mightiness that comes out of the body of Christ that no evil can withstand. And it was all centered on in the hardest scripture I've had to read recently, which literally t put me into one of the hardest burnouts, I mean, refinements I've done so far. It happened fast, but it was incredible, is 1 John 3. You've got to get into 1 John 3. You've got to get into the principle of love. You have to understand where we walk in love and loving thy neighbor and forgiveness. And we've talked about this in Bar's Nation for over a year. And it, we have to get back to that piece of truly walking in the holiness of what we're intended to be. There is no power in anger and hate. There is only power in love and forgiveness because God has justice in his hands. So if we yeah. will lay into that the most powerful way, that is our greatest sword. And to clarify this, love is not letting crime get away. Love is accountability. Love is harsh. Love is painful. Love is confronting somebody with truth, but you're saying it not with hurt or anger or vengeance in your heart. You're approaching it with love to elevate them up in the body of Christ. This will be truly one of the greatest years we've had. 2024 is about victory. And it's not about waiting for victory because we've already given victory on the cross. It is about pushing victory in from what we were given into the world and bringing kingdom into the world. And so That's when awesome. we walk in that path and we are walking from victory, all we're doing is taking what's already been given and bringing it into the world and kicking the demons out in a simple yeah. sense, right? We, so, we have the answers. Yes. And uh, as we sign off, um, I'd like to Michelle to play the... The, I, I just tweeted it out. Okay. Uh, the Richmond, North of Richmond, it has a couple swear words in it. So if you're offended by those, don't listen. Um, but this, <laughs> don't watch Scott's show. This is <laughs> been being really good. That's great. Um, this is good. kind of the anthem song of of kind of 20, like the past, you know, four or six years. It's it's not based upon um, party lines. 
Uh, it's for everybody. I mean, yeah. we hear it with cars driving by the house. <laughs> we might be go to the grocery store. You hear someone in the parking I've never lot seen playing a song it. Take off like this. Exactly. Just a, just a guy with a guitar, and literally, I'd be on my deck and car. I still after, hear it. I can car. still yep. people drive by, and I still hear it. And in so song. the thing of it is, is that he is a Christian. And he is quoting scripture no, wrong screen. Hang on. and he knows that God is the way. And I think that what it did is it opened up a, a dialogue for the rest of us to mm -hmm. be able to say, God is the answer that this, these are the problems. Um, and these are the bad guys. And, uh, so if, if it's okay with you, I'd like to, 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 this is Let's the go. big story of this year. It was, it was a really amazing song. Here we go. So this is the reaction video. Overtime hours for bullshit pay So I can sit out here and waste my life away Drag back home and drown my troubles away It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to For people like me, for people like you Wish I could just wake up and it not be true But it is, oh it is, living in the new The rich men know, the rich men, Lord knows, they all just want to have total control. Want to know what you think, want to know what you do, and they don't think you know, but I know that you do. Cause your dollar ain't shit, oh. and it's tax to no end. Okay. Oh, the rich men, oh, the rich men. Oh. This is true. Tell them, buddy. Some of us can't say. What we absolutely know is true, and he's articulating it. I wish politicians look out for miners, not just miners on an island somewhere. Yes. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. Keep on checking them down. Ah, Lord, it's a damn shame. What the world's gotten to for people like me. What? For people like you. Yeah. I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Cause your dollar ain't shit. It's taxed to no end. Cause the rich men know the rich men. I've been selling my soul, working all day. Overtime hours for bullshit pain. Damn. To you. Yeah, it's good. Oh my God! Oliver! Oliver! Uh, 
Oliver Anthony. Oliver Anthony. Richmond, north of Richmond. Uh, yeah, I think it's two on. Okay. Oh, hang on. It's going to go again. It's oh, my gosh. Close just it. stop. Just okay. close it. I'm trying to get there. One click at a time. It's happening. And to, to Matt's it's point, people woke up. People woke up, and they're mm-hmm. going to continue to wake up, and they're going to be funneled. The only They're going to find the only answers is Jesus. Gr- growing and growing your own food, because that's what he does. He literally exactly. lived in a shack on just land, trying to make his dream of being a, a farmer. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, dude. There's something about that. Well, it's like what he's singing about. Like, they want you trapped in cities eating junk food while they have their big bunker somewhere and they have, you know, crops and animals and greenhouses and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. You know? Mr. Kesterson? Yes. Would you like to pray us out? I'd love to. It'd be great. Father God, I just want to thank you for this time and assembly we've had here this evening and just the, the insights that we continue to bring, the fellowship we continue to build and just the blessings of words that you give us each and every day. Father, this is a great year, and we just ask it upon the hearts of the many that we place in the the courage and the fearlessness of the warrior Christ to raise them up in this hour, to step in boldly into the gap and to stand boldly before evil and to never bow, never relent, and never step back. Father, this is an hour or two to avoid the the, the fear. We just pray that any connection, bond, or, or or a soul tie that people have made with fears that it's broken and cast out of the feet of Jesus. And truly that the refinement that occurs in people's heart is bold, that it literally refines them to all things that were not you be burned out and all that is you it remains. So that each person stepping in, each step that they take is a greater clarity, greater discernment, with great temperance of the heart, walking in the loving spirit of, of kingdom. Father, this is a time now to raise up in the mighty hour, to stand against evil and truly fight it in the sense that we have the tools of the spirit, to confront the evil, to break down fortresses, to face and deal with strongholds and principalities and truly wage a war of unprecedented nature that we are capable of doing as the children of the Most High. So, Father, this is the hour of the children of the Most High to step in and start being awakened, to reveal themselves in this hour, to never step down and to continue to move forward and press in. May you guide us, may you protect us, may you bless us. In Christ Jesus' name, amen. 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 And the Maui fires. Oh yeah, that oh, was yeah. really that was <laughs> So Scott, did the Cantrells get started in their worship thing without you? Uh no. They're, they were waiting until about nine o'clock. It's all good. Oh, okay. So that's perfect then. So everybody can head over to the Bards FM YouTube channel, maybe. Maybe. Oh, I, we'll have, have to see if we're gonna get that going tonight. Maybe. I have okay. to see how maybe they, well, Scott. No, 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 no. That's not my that yes. is that's that's not my I was thinking that if the Cantrells are gonna be doing videos, then they should be streaming a lot of their worship. And if Iana's there, they need to I said perfect it. place. I said it. I was like, where is it I gonna be? What I said. Okay, so Kesterson's ag- ag- agree on all, except that tonight there was some other things going on that may not be a good night for that. That's okay, awesome. okay, okay, that's true. That's true yeah so so how about this y'all just people pray for the cantrells because they are doing god's work and that's what we'll say just pray for the cantrells they are doing god's work so tonight um it may or may not happen matt are you going with leah it may or may not happen but either way pray for the cantrells and look forward to how how long is iana there shares my chair she's she's been here like 10 days i think we're coming up wednesday is Today's Monday. So, right? so possibly tomorrow night, maybe. I I would I would say tomorrow night's very possible because it would it just there was a lot of things that happened today. Yes, and, and it's not right. Yes, yeah, and they had a wonderful surprise visit from parents, and that's always fun, and, and throws little wrenches in the 
exactly. Spoke. So, so. Yeah, I think that tomorrow would be great. I'll talk to Ayana about that. We'll get it rigged up. Nikki told me, she sent me a text message. Yes. She said, Jack just said that they're coming to the revival. So if they can drive 11 hours from South Carolina to you this revival, to I don't think anybody has an excuse. So you want me to drive out is what you're saying? No, you would fly if you came. But <laughs> <laughs> we've already looked at flights. They're pretty cheap. Yeah, so, so if you guys want to go to resistancechicks.com, click on the banner in the upper right-hand corner that says Dan Patch Revival, and all the information is there. And I did put a hotel. It's still, it's like a little bit farther away because, you know, these are rural people. I mean, right. Tag runs cattle and stuff. So, I mean, but it's going to be awesome. It's going to be fantastic. And we're, we are going to go all night. And there's going to be food and Holy Ghost fire is going to fall and Bards Nation and Resistance Nation. And if Scott doesn't show up, he's going to hear an earful about it afterwards. I'll see what I can do. It'll be good. There'll be nothing bad about it if I do. It'll be great. But we're going to have a great year. We're looking forward to it. It's going to be on fire. And I think it's something really to everybody to hang on to and know that it's not, don't be fearful. I mean, that's the biggest thing yeah, I would say in good. coming into this is just don't be fearful. Don't mm. make any agreement with fear. If you have fear in your heart, break out of agreement. Just stay, say, Jesus, I break out of agreement with fear. Take it to prayer. If you feel the fear is tying you down, ask for the soul tie to be broken. Take it to prayer. Take it to the throne. I mean, literally, like, just be active in these sorts of things. So Silas comes in today. And he's coming in from outside, and he's got his bow in his hand. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, and Silas, I think he's about six. And, I, and he carries all these bands on his arm. And when you ask Silas what those are, those are giants that he's slain. Come on. So I said, okay, we I said. giants for our bread. Exactly. And he's, I said, so Silas, have you, have you conquered any giants today? He said, yeah, mm -hmm. I conquered one. So what you do? He says, I got fear again. And Ooh. I said, so what, what's with fear? And he says, I don't know. It just seems to be fear at night when I go to sleep. And so he said, I conquered it and I slayed it. If Get a child of six years old can go into and tell me that he's slain the giant of fear, there's not an adult in this world that shouldn't be able to do it. Okay. And he's, uh, he's, got a band, uh, he's got a band on his arm to show that he's slain fear. So fear is the most destructive weapon the enemy uses against us because through fear, all things are separated through God and we begin to doubt ourselves and we begin to fall into the pits of the lake of fire and we don't need that. Amen. So fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. And I, and my personal thing is uh, often gets people riled a little bit because it's probably, I, when God tells you something 365 times and you have fear in your heart, I would uh, qualify that as a sin. So probably anything that's not faith is sin. So there it is. Simple it's a scripture. It's a hard one. It's a hard one. Do you want, so do you want to sign us out? Scott Kesterson, I have to tell you guys something. Praise the Lord that we've streamed. If for anybody that's on Resistance Chicks and understands this, we have streamed for almost three and a half hours and the system has remained. It's incredible. At this moment in time, I cannot move my mouse. So after Scott Kesterson says his little exit here, I'm going to be crashing the system in order to end the stream, which is fine. It doesn't, it's not a big deal, um, except for my uploads later. But praise the Lord that we lasted this long. Absolutely. All right. Well, patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tomorrow morning for Bended Knee, 7 a.m. Pacific. 10 a.m. Eastern. Until then, or until the next time, God bless and...
out for now. <laughs> it's a lot better sounding voice than mine at times. All right, Patriots. See you then. God bless. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight push, we climb, we never give in, 
we become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words, in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath.